Patriots, let's apologize uh, for what happened. We are experiencing, I cannot say what, but whatever that we are experiencing right now, it's, it's, it seems like it's bigger than us. Uh, I have been trying to accept our co-host to join the space. Unfortunately, it's not allowing him to join the space and we crashed. Everything, we tested everything was fine when we, before we started. Um, but um, we understand that this normally happens when we have uh, booked the space uh, in advance. So um, we're hoping that everything will be fine. We are still trying to get everything sorted. So please uh, bear with us. We will uh, be uh, resuming our space in, in a few
Patriots, please confirm if I'm audible. Uh, just give me a hundred so that we can uh, allow our guests to continue. Uh, President Gaten McKenzie of, of uh, Patriotic Alliance. Please uh, give me a hundred. Uh, thank you, Patriots. Thank you. Uh, uh, President, uh, let's apologize for that. We are experiencing uh, technical difficulties. Uh, this had normally happens when we have booked the space, um, you know, in advance. But uh, we, uh, we believe that we will be able to continue now since we are using uh, a new link and also it's a new space. So we believe that we'll be able to continue with the space. Uh, you were interrupted, and uh, we would appreciate it if you can continue uh, with your submission before we get into the the topics that we had uh, sent you. Thank you. No, thank you very much, and don't worry. These things do happen, particularly when uh, such a radical organizations like yourself. Uh, then, if people talk about uh, silly things. Uh, the spaces are never interrupted or crashed. As we've seen this happening too many times. Uh, back to where I was. So basically, our point number one, as I've said, is that we are unapologetic about bringing God back into our everyday lives, into our schools, into our places of work, so that uh, we can religion can play the role in writing. Uh, uh, getting rid of all this social ills, not alone, but as part of our fight against social ills. And secondly, when it comes to illegal foreigners, we shall mass deport them unapologetically. We shall mass deport each and every illegal foreigner in this country. But we wouldn't stop there. We would go further with legal foreigners. Because you see, legal foreigners can't come here and be a nurse. Legal foreigners might have entered the country legally, but that doesn't mean they must come and they must become teachers. While we have thousands and thousands of teachers sitting at home with a South African passport, a South African ID, and don't even have a passport because this is their country. But now they are being told a foreigner whether it's legal here. So we shall treat a foreigner that's legal here we shall treat the foreigner like an illegal if they occupy the space of not coming here with a special skill. With a special skill, we do not mean you must come here and, and, and be a math teacher. There are math teachers in South Africa. We want you to come here and be an astronaut, be a brain surgeon. Come with something that we ourselves can learn from you. And investors, you know, whenever I, I have many investors, investments outside the country. And the first question, I remember even in China, the first question they asked me was, I had to jump through 20 hoops. How much money are you going to invest in, the, in China, for instance? And then they say, you have to put it in a Chinese bank account. So here the people are coming here, they are investors, but they are gardeners. They write on the forms of them, I'm going to invest 
uh, in this business. But when they come here, they become gardeners. They invest in our gardening services uh, and become gardeners and uh, domestic helps. Uh, and that's just the truth of the matter. So the Patriotic Alliance, as far as immigration issues, as far as issues of uh, foreigners are concerned, then the last one in, on, in that same breath of, of foreigners and illegal foreigners is the fact that you gotta cannot be just a refugee. What type of refugees are these that go home in December? You know, people, you know, uh, refugees should go to a refugee camp and they cannot leave that camp. They cannot go and work during the day and come back in the evening. We need to be strict and we need to be unapologetic about these things because the refugees in, of South Africa, they got all got refugee status, but December they are rushing and fighting and even paying bribes to get out of South Africa, not to stand in the lines in Zimbabwe. I've seen that where people pay bribes to queue. He came through the he came through the uh, Limpopo River, but now he's paying to get back, to get out of South Africa, to go home, and then next year he will resume his his his, his uh, status, refugee status again. So basically, and point number three for us is we believe in the patriotic alliance that what we've learned from uh, other countries like America, like uh, even in Russia, in China, is that how you should do national service. That's the one thing that part of the regime got correctly. I tell you, for instance, I'll make you a personal example. I have people that work in, in at my mines, and white people, and they some of them don't even have standard six, standard seven, which is grade nine and grade uh, eight. But these guys are so valuable, and you ask yourself, where did you acquire all the skill? And they say, at the army, sir. At the army, sir. At the army, sir. I had one. I got this team that helps me build the swimming pools for the kids. And I asked them, where did you acquire the skill? At the army, sir. At the army, sir. Now, these men don't have the degrees that we're so obsessed about. These people don't have all the things, but they have the fundamental tools of survival in this world. The army is teaching people. These are things they didn't tell black people. The army teaches you that you would never go hungry with what you've learned there. I mean, these people have learned in the army to build pools because everything the army built themselves. And, and basically, so that's our third point is we will bring national service back uh, to move on quicker. Uh, our fourth point will be we shall prevent the uh, exportation of all raw minerals. I mean, uh, you cannot take out everything like timber. We're taking out timber here from Plattenberg Bay and from Hamas, Hamasdale, and wherever you get it in, 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 in KZN. And that timber goes, it's our natural resource, and that timber goes to China to go and make coffins, to go and make furniture. Now you ask yourself, why are you exporting? They say we're exporting timber. We're not exporting timber. We're exporting timber and jobs because the Chinese making the coffin. Is, and we're sitting with the highest unemployment. Now, who in their right mind would export jobs? And that's what they are doing. And and we're going to make sure whether it's gold, whether it is it is it is it is uh, natural stone, whether it is diamonds. We're going to have to stop our minerals leaving unrefined. 
because the jobs of minerals is in the is in the refining process. That's where you get all the jobs. You know, the jobs to take it out, that's just transport jobs and diesel and but the jobs in the in the refining of any mineral, that's where you get massive jobs. And point number five, I'll just give five points for now and wait for the questions. Point number five is that you know we we've been going on and on about about in this country about PE and land and race. Those are the three things that has been we've debated those things for three decades. I've been reading three decades of debates and we none the wiser. Uh, we have not moved an inch in as far as those three are concerned. How we will deal with it is the Patriotic Alliance. I think the first thing I want to come and talk about BE. You know, we are the only country in the world where the majority needs protection from the minority. We are the only country in the world where redress is upside down. The majority must be protected economically against uh, by sorry the the majority must be protected by the minority economically. How is that even? That's basic stupidity, for a lack of a better word. I mean. What we need to say is that you that have oppressed us, we don't want to take part of your business because there's not enough black people, there's not enough white people with businesses to go around to empower black people. What we should be doing instead and what the Patriotic Alliance will be doing on the first point of BE, we will, you know, we will scrap BE. Now, there must be redress. There must be compensation. There must be some sort of punishment because apartheid was... Uh, not a joke, it was a crime against humanity. We will handle this in such a way. We will take the uh, all the white businesses, all the white businesses should, instead of having an unwelcome black person that you don't want in your business, instead of leaving the country, uh, many businesses leave the country and they say, no, we don't want to be, have a partner that's forced upon us. Instead of having what we call the renter blacks, they don't care about nothing, about further empowerment, and they just want to buy the Range Rovers. Instead of having that, what we shall be doing is we, as the Patriotic Alliance, looked at this thing and we said, what we're going to do is we're going to levy, we're going to put a levy, uh, which is 2% of turnover, not profits, because then <laughs> the guys will never show profit. We shall have 2%, a 2% levy of your turnover being paid into a fund, that fund shall not be administered by government, but it shall be administered uh, openly and transparently by a board. And every white business for redress and for purposes of paying back, and instead of having people in your in your company that you don't want, that's on top of the salary bill at the bottom of the letterhead, and plays golf the whole day, because that's what some of the white people complain about. We will have them pay 2% of all the money into a fund. That fund will shall turn into a loan, a bank that can loan only black people, which is Indian colored and, 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 and African. Only black people money to start businesses. So each can start their own business and it's a loan to pay back so that we can have more people being part of it. Then the last point I want to make is on the land issue. You know, if you ask me my personal, 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 not not what I 
it's we all want uh, the land back without compensation. Uh, not all of us, but the majority of people says, no, why should we pay for this land? Why should we, we want the land back? We we want to expropriate the land without compensation. Yeah, that's nice and that that's that's a revenge and that's uh, that's in a normal world that's what's supposed to happen. But we are not living in a normal world. We live in a capitalist society. Now you will be a fool. You will be a capitalist fool to think that you can take people's land and don't compensate them and still have a country left. You see, once your property rights fail in a country, the country fails. You know, we mustn't be emotional about the things. We all want to take the land. But if you take people's land and then, you're, then you don't have the protection of property rights in a country, there's no country that has ever survived in the world having done that. So sometimes we must move with times. And Karl Marx is dead. Um, we can't still talk about Lenin. Those people died even before there was Wi-Fi. And that's just the truth that people don't want to hear. You can't base your theory still on a person that died in the Stone Ages. We are saying, let us, first and foremost, everybody that wishes to farm, which is not me and many other people, the state is sitting on plenty of land. We should first start by giving that land to people that want to farm. And the only thing we will put on that for them to receive the land is that it has to do two things. It has to be productive and create jobs, and it has to uh, contribute towards the fiscus by paying tax. Those are the two things that you will get land for free as a non-white person, for free. White people are sitting with 300 farms, which, which, which is really happening in this country. We will tell them, you will... We want the land to be productive and it is to pay tax. Now it's not going to be easy to run 300 farms. And if they can only run five farms and there's 295 left, we will expropriate it, but we will then compensate them. If the state needs the land, we shall pay them market value. Not because we want to, but because the times we live in, we have to. Because if no one will invest in a country where you have to run the risk of anything just being taken from you legislatively without you being protected. So basically, I think if you have any other questions, that's just, I just gave you the, oh yeah, the last one, which I think is very important is you go to any small place in South Africa, any small place, and on the day where they give Sasa grants, you can't access an ATM. Children, and I say children are standing kilometers and kilometers of lines if they are voting because they we in South Africa we spend around two billion to buy condoms for children not to fall pregnant and when they do fall pregnant and not use the two billion that we have spent for condoms we then compensate them by paying them 550 per child we are sitting with a crisis of children under the age of 26 years old having four children already because this has become a means of income. The human, human beings are just that way tuned. You go where there's income. And the income for them is making children and government will pay them. Some are getting 4,000 rands a month. And they give the granny 500 to look after those five, five, six, seven, eight kids. 
uh, they're making kits for the state, for a lack of a better word, because when that kid is sick, it is state hospital. When that kid needs anything, it is the state that will basically pay for this person, because the person is on welfare. We are the only country in the world, the only leadership in, in the world that breaks about people being on welfare. I've heard the ANC says that we've got 18 million people on welfare. That's a welfare state. We should shut up about stuff like that. We shouldn't tell the world that we are unable to give our people jobs, to give our people opportunities, so we've opted to give them welfare. Now, as far as the children, I would, we as the Patriotic Alliance have decided to change that. We will pay children not to fall pregnant. We'll give every child 150 or 200 bucks, and the state will save more money in hospital costs because it's not the only money the state pays. It's not only for you to have a baby, but they also pay when that baby is sick. They also pay when that baby has an emergency. It costs, that baby costs the state much more than this 550. So we want to rather incentivize kids and give them 150 to 200 bucks for not falling pregnant. And I can tell you there'll be a lot of children not falling pregnant. Thank you very much. Any question? Thank you. Thank you, Patriot, Gaten. Uh, uh, yeah, a different voice. We've just uh, changed the voice on the, on the, on the space, and uh, I'm coming through to take over the space. And uh, we thank you for that uh, quite uh, insight, deep uh, unpacking with regards to the PA. Uh, now, my next question will be just around, I know uh, PA had it, uh, a policy conference uh, in Quebec, I think, yesterday. And maybe just leading to the 2024 then uh, elections, uh, what have you set like in motion, and what are your plans um, leading up to the 2024 uh, elections, and maybe some of the um, uh, uh, takings from that uh, uh, policy conference that uh, was hosted yesterday? Maybe just a a quick synopsis around that. Thank you very much for the question. Basically, the policy conference was yesterday and today. It was massively successful. We have debated policies. We have come up with a lot of new policies which our leadership will then make available to our members first in the next few weeks. It was robust debates that happened. Our plans are very simple. We know for a fact that the Western Cape shall not be run by the DA alone. That is a fact already established by us and the Democratic Alliance. There shall be a coalition in the Western Cape. Uh, the PA for the, is the first party in 15 years to be able to take a award other than the ANC and the DA. For the past 15 years, no other party could take could win a award. The Patriotic Alliance have won a award. So our plans are very simple. We are going for 10% in the city of Joburg. Sorry, in, in Gauteng, we are going for 2% in KZN. We are going for uh, 27% in Northern Cape. And we're going for 25.7% in the Western Cape. And we're going for 7% in the Free State. Now, those uh, figures I've just mentioned now, and also 8% uh, in Northwest. We are not so sure yet. The PA is still very weak in Limpopo and uh, Mpumalanga. We are not yet, we're struggling to make inroads in those places. But in all other places, I mean, we've got councillors, we've got MMCs, we've got mayors. So our plan is very simple. We know those figures I've given you now. 
will make us the kingmakers in all the places I've mentioned except Mpumalanga and we're going to need a miracle in Mpumalanga and in, in, in Lipopo. Uh, we are just struggling to attract the right caliber of leaders in that place. But Western Cape is ours already. Northern Cape, we wouldn't have a problem. We we are kingmakers in the free state in certain municipalities. So basically, our plan, as I said to you at the beginning, is we are playing kingmaker politics. We are playing coalition politics. And I think I must jump into the issue that made many of your members, for instance, for them to become very angry with me on Twitter. And I think if, if, if with your permission, I can talk about our decision to go with the ANC in the city of Chobak. Yes, you can proceed with, with that as well, because I know that was uh, one of the pending uh, questions, so you can proceed and maybe unpack uh, in terms of that. Yeah, no, you say, you know, it, it's everybody's right to be offended. But sometimes people get offended at the wrong person, particularly most of the members on this uh, broadcast, on the space. We are the only party that was clear before the results were counted. We said we will work with anyone. I can even post the video that was trending. We said, we even went further where we said we will even work with the AWB if you want to. For us, power sharing doesn't mean you dominate us. So it couldn't have been a surprise to your reading members and people that follow the news when we decide to go, decided to go with ANC. In fact, in Central Karua, where I'm the mayor, and people are praising me for the work we are doing there, we are in a coalition with the ANC. We were in a coalition with the DA in Nelson Mandela Bay, in Naisna, in uh, uh, Matikama, in city of Joburg, in Ekurleni, in in uh, uh, what is the place called Sierberg, I think we were in a coalition with the Democratic Alliance, but you see, we are just built differently. The Democratic Alliance still has the bus cup mentality. It is they are every coalition, whether it was Action SA or whether it is Freedom Front Plus, they fight with everybody. They are the Nyaupe edict in the house. They have no peace. Now, some of you expected us to sit here and endure insults from Helen Zeller. Worse insults that my father and your father's experienced during the height of apartheid. I'm sorry, I can't do that. I'd rather lose voters than becoming, than have people tell me no, this is how it's going to be. Do you guys understand us? We still speak to coalition partners of, do you guys understand us? John Stevenson says to me, if I want to work with him, we must adopt their morals. I looked at this man like, your morals? I must have your morals. Who are you? Now we have, we have endured the worst insults. You know, I'll make you an example in Eisner. There's a black woman, a colored male, and a white man that applied for the CFO position in Eisner. The colored male was more qualified than anybody. The black woman, 
equally qualified. The white men, basic. They refuse to appoint the colored men. They refuse to, this is the DA, to, to appoint the black woman. And they said, no, we are appointing the white men. I said, you dare do that, I will leave nice now, and you will lose nice now. They went ahead. We had to leave. Now, do I agree? How do I see the ANC? I see the ANC no different than we see the Democratic Alliance. One is a lion, one is a tiger. We have no preference between the ANC and the DA, but we understand power sharing. You know, in, in Israel, the two parties, that one is against Hamas, one is for Hamas, are in a coalition. This is what we need to educate ourselves, how power sharing works. It's not that we are now getting married. No, we're not getting married. We are sharing power because we don't have enough votes to govern on our own. Now, what has happened in the city of Joburg, our first choice we had, we said we're going to go with the DA in other places. Now, for me, the key, the, uh, the key for us is the Patriotic Alliance is we also look, are we aligned with these people? We are not aligned with the Democratic Alliance. Now, the people in Joburg seems to be, particularly the, 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 the Put South Africa First uh, leaders, you seem to be choose the DA above the ANC by you being angry with me. But here's the matter. The majority of the support of the Patriotic Alliance comes from the Western Cape. Under the DA, our people hate the DA as much as you seem to hate the ANC. Now, if I'm given a choice, should I listen to people from Putsarika first or the people that voted for me? I'm all day, every day going to listen to the people that voted for me. Now, you can't project what you want us to decide on. Vote for us so we don't need coalitions. The Democratic Alliance, when you go to Langa, Guguletu, the rats are eating babies in Langa. Kayalicha stinks. It stinks. Those children don't know fresh air. It stinks. You go to where I stay, I stay in the Atlantic seaboard. I can't tell you when last I saw a pothole there. We had a problem last year of vagrants, people just peeing in the street, sleeping in the street, tramps and, uh, and this type of stuff. That was the problem. We called the council and we told the council our problem. Within a week, the Democratic Alliance made 700,000 rents available for them to be put into shelters. And they, and they gave that money to shelters. Second problem, on the promenade, they would pee everywhere. The Democratic Alliance built a special toilet for the, for the vagrants to pee there and have a toilet so as not to disturb us, well, of people. But you go to Menenberg, where I cut my hair in Menenberg. For 17 years, I've been giving the same explanation to anybody who want to cut their hair. Go left on Jake's Herval, go straight, 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 turn left again, three blocks. You drive on the third block, you will see the biggest pothole. Drive past the pothole, stop your car there, look left, that's where you cut your hair. For 17 years, I've been giving the same direction. The DA don't care about our people. Now, you cannot be angry with us for choosing the lion over the tiger. Both of these parties don't care for our people. We have to make the best of the worst of a worst situation. 
So what we do in some places, we say we go with the DA. Some places we go with ANC. I want to show you the arrogance of the DA. And in, in, in I'm going to include XNSA. And I'll make you two examples. We say to the DA in the city of Joburg, and I'm uh, ending. I'm saying to the DA in the city of Joburg, as the PA, we say, guys, you want us in? Can you give us two MMCs? No, 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 no. Can you give us one MMC? No, no, we can't give you one. Now we must donate. We. We are not EFF. We must donate our power to you without you giving us. Then uh, Freedom Front Plus said, no, 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 no. Freedom Front Plus said, no. We only have one seat. The DA's got six. Freedom Front Plus says, no, we only have one. We want you in. We've got a health and social development. Please come in, take our one. We will have nothing. Freedom Front Plus gave up one seat. We took that seat. When we said to them, guys, we need uh, the other seat and, and IFP one, the speaker. Freedom Front Plus said, listen, we don't have any other seats to give up. Uh, I said, the dear, you can give up one of your seats, then we have two. They refused. We walked. Now, if you want me to come and donate my seat, the people voted for me. I can't do that. Fast forward a few months after we've decided to go with the ANC. President of Action SA, Herman Mashaba, speaks to me to say, no, man, let's not empower the ANC or the DA, but come on board. We had a deal that I will go with the DA as the Patriotic Alliance. And when we went with the DA, Sunday, we have... Thursday, I called all the Patriots and, Patriots and I told them, listen, Patriots, we've got a deal. We're going with the DA. We're no longer going with ANC. Sunday, I opened the Sunday Times. Front page. The Patriotic Alliance are crooks. What the hell? How are we crooks? No, we can't give you economic development. Why can't you give us economic development? Because it's an 800 million budget, but we can give you transport. I said, transport is 5 billion. They couldn't answer me. I said, you say to me, now the truth of the matter that you all must understand, there's, you know, I want to make the analogy of chiefs and pirates. Pirates or chiefs can lose against many teams and the supporters will forgive them. They can't lose against each other. Now, for the first time, the DA has competition in the Western Cape. So the DA cannot lose against the PA because they were cruising very nicely in the Western Cape. The ANC is no opposition there. Now they have opposition. In the last three by-elections, Freedom Front Plus, the DA and Sirabek Easter had to come together to be able to beat the PA. They can't beat us on their own. So I don't want to give the Patriots on this life, on this uh, space, any false hope. Don't, please, you, if you have a certain love for the DA, anybody that wants illegal foreigners, I can't work with. Illegal foreigners, the mayor of Cape Town said they are welcome. Now you want the people that are supposed to fight illegal foreigners, want us to go with the Democratic Alliance. You know, the ANC is still... Uh, decent about the fact that they love foreigners. They would not openly come out and say, we want the foreigners. Mutualeri is really trying. The DA is clear. They are clear.
and he said, uh, Mayor Jordan Hill said, illegal foreigners must come to Cape Town, they are welcome. No, how? I am, maybe tonight I'll get an answer. How did the patriots, then you are not genuine about your fight. Now you want me to be as ungenuine as you are about this fight. How do you, when you start saying illegal foreigners are welcome, you are my enemy. And some of you want us to go with our enemy. I'm sorry, I'm not going to do that. Even next time, do not put that type of uh, thinking on the, on the patriotic alliance. We don't want illegal foreigners. And whoever wants illegal foreigners is already our maternal enemy. Thank you very much. I hope I've cleared this issue. Oh, yeah, the one last point I mentioned, I forgot to mention. So, Action SA, Mashaba, has done more than anybody to try to keep the to try to keep the ANC out. And Herman Mashaba then came to me, he said, Listen, man, why don't you take both both my portfolios? It was the portfolio of economic development and it was the portfolio of uh, roads and transport. He said, I'll do anything to keep the ANC out. Take them. The DA says, no, you can't give it. Now, the arrogance of a man saying to me, who I can't give what belongs to me. That is what we want to deal with. That we are here to deal with. They even refused to give up one seat with Freedom Front Plus. Freedom Front Plus gave the seat. They refused for Action SA to give us those seats. Action SA was willing to give it. Now, those are, this is the background story I'm telling you. And that's why we left and we went power sharing. Today, our people are getting jobs. We don't agree with the ANC with everything, but there are people working in our constituency. What more? I mean, politics not for feelings, but for to get people in jobs. And our people are working in the city of Joburg. I have no complaint. Thank you very much. Thank you, Patriot. Uh, we are in conversation with uh, the, the president of the Patriotic Alliance and the current mayor of the Central Karoo, uh, Dr. McKenzie, is on the space. We will give uh, an opportunity to all the Patriots in the space just to come up as speakers as well. Uh, I can see that there is some representation as well from Action SA in the space. And also some of the PA uh, Patriots who are here, card-carrying members, if you like to engage with the press, uh, he is here. This is your space and we've created this platform so that you can engage with him. Um, yeah, I think uh, you've touched a lot. And I think for me also, I just want to rewind a little bit and go back to your 100 days in office uh, in the central Karoo. Uh, okay, before I come to my question, let me just give co-host uh, firstly his say, and I'll come to my question thereafter. Uh, co-host. Thank you, host. Am I audible? Yeah, I can hear you. All right, thank you, host. Uh, I just want to make this announcement. We are aware of the difficulties that we are facing and uh, the speakers and the listeners that are facing. Um, to on Spizny, Please do request the mic. We have been trying to accept uh, your request. However, we are unable to accept your request. And to all the, uh, to all the, um, the listeners who, who have uh, sent their request, we will be giving you your chance. Uh, for now, we just uh, want to allow uh, press to, to, to continue with this, sub with this submission and then we'll then be, we'll then be giving you your, your, um, your time to, to speak. Thank you, host. 
Thank you, co-host. Uh, yeah, back to my question, just 100 days uh, in office, your first 100 days in the central Karoo, and we saw that it was well documented uh, on social media. And I think uh, looking back at some of the some of the comments which you've made and some of the corruption that was uncovered, looking especially at Beaufort West, and I know at the time there was a, also a mention of forensic investigations to be taken place in those areas. Uh, maybe just uh, take us back in terms of that thinking, uh, documenting the 100 days and what has become uh, and what has unfolded uh, from that and when you took over um, and seeing the, the, the state in which that uh, municipality was in. What, 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 what did you find there and what, what really uh, shocked you in being in that, in that position uh, in, in, in the central community? So thank you, thank you very much for the question. Now, basically, when I went to the Central Karua, it was always for one year. And I have met poverty in my life, but I, when I arrived there, I saw absolute, absolute poverty. You know, you can't be, you know, when people say they are poor, the one thing that I saw, this is absolute poverty, was some of the people in the Central Karua's never had a flushing toilet, never used one, never seen one except on television. And I said to myself, I can't come here and still take money from this municipality. I then put in three things. I said, I will not take a salary. I will donate my salary to the community, which I've done. I then said, secondly, I shall not have bodyguards paid for by the state. I'll come with my own protectors. And I said, thirdly, I will never use any perks from the municipality, be a travel allowance. Whenever I travel, I will pay with my own money for accommodation for my team. And I'm very proud to say I've stuck to that. Further than that, I said, I will then, if I don't put flushing toilets for people within 100 days, I must resign. If I don't start to fill the portals, if I don't fix the pools, swimming pools for the children, which is something very close to my heart, uh, because I grew up in an area where there was a pool and all of us can swim today. And, 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 and I understand the importance of building swimming pools because I take it for my own life. And then I looked at the municipality to say, how could this municipality, there was no money. There was not even money to buy cold drink when I came there for my inauguration. And I said, no, I will pay for everything. The, uh, so in short, the municipality owed ESCOM 100 million rents. And they've defaulted on an agreement they've made with ESCOM. There were months prior to my arrival where people were not paid salaries. The directors, all the big shots of that municipality were people from outside the province and they will come home, work on to work on a Tuesday and they will work until Thursday. Monday, Friday, Saturday was not and Sunday were not working days for them. So I came and I said, I'm going to change things here. I then uh, went call all my friends. I said, let's put the toilets for the people. We didn't use one cent from municipality. I've not used one cent of that municipality since I became the mayor. We have built swimming pools. We have uh, put in uh, flushing toilets for the people. There's a lady that I think is the most cruel thing I've ever seen. She's got one leg. Her husband has can't walk. He can't crawl. He needs to be carried all over. 
and they were using a bucket. And sometimes the municipality will not come and get the bucket and the lady must walk with her one leg to go and throw her bucket away, the husband's bucket away. We had an 82-year-old 80, lady that, and a husband, which is 83, they have always used the felt as a toilet because the municipality didn't access the eating. Those people got flushing toilets today. The swimming pools that was built at astronomical amounts are working today. And what I've learned, we got rid of the first people we got rid of there was the MM of the district, the CFO of the district, the MM of Beaufort West, the CFO of Beaufort West, the directors in Beaufort West. We got rid of those people. We charged them with corruption, and most of them resigned when we started to investigate. You know, the worst thing I've encountered there, uh, other than the toilets, was the fact that black people's electricity would be cut because they owe 200 rents. But there were businesses that owed four, 500,000. And these people will go on as usual. And the municipality will only cut during winter the electricity of people that owe 200, 250, 300. But the businesses, and, 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 and I then said, no ways, this is not going to happen under my watch. In one week, in one week, we managed to raise 6 million when I started to cut. I remember the land bank was one of the people I cut. The police station, I cut the electricity of the police station. I cut the electricity of KFC. I cut the electricity of the three big hotels. I cut the electricity of all the garages. And all of a sudden, the money starts coming out. Um, we have paid 10 million rents since I became the mayor. 10 million rents every month in servicing our debt and paying the current debt to ESCOM. ESCOM said they've never seen a municipality paying so diligently. Uh, on top of that, in Central Karua, for the first time, we've never touched the overdraft since I became mayor. There was never money in the overdraft. We have never touched our overdraft. And we are running it like a business. You run it properly. And for my plans, when I leave there, I've put a target and I've made my target public. I want the Central Karua to have an airport, which I've got 20, 40 days to deliver on that, uh, to get investment for an airport. We want to have a logistics hub, a 4.5 billion logistics hub. Uh, we want to have a, uh, a civic center because the government is hiring from all these old white guys, buildings that they're not even servicing. So we want to build our own uh, civic center. We want to make sure that I don't leave the Central Karua at the end of April without getting investment for, uh, for, for solar so we can get people partly off the grid. Because, I mean, Central Karua in the whole wide world is most, is, is placed strategically for solar. We've got, uh, for renewables, you've got wind at night, you've got sun during the day, you've got vast tracts of land, and you've got uh, uh, transmission. Those are the, if you have all those four things I've just mentioned, You've hit the renewable jackpot. Central Karua has got more sun, more wind, more land, and the ways of, of transmitting energy. That's the jackpot. How come there's no solar farms there? And now we've put out the tender, which I will going to go public and advertise from tomorrow. 
onwards and all the tenders we are putting out so people can do this type of stuff. The last thing I want to say about the Central Karua, and I want to give context to the listeners of this place, and this is where load sharing irks me the most, because we can stop load sharing tomorrow uh, by using the resources of the Central Karua. The Central Karua Geoscience uh, has found that we've got we've got uh, the first geology company found that we've got 13 TCF, which is trillion cubic feet. I'll give context now to what it is: trillion uh, 13 TCF of gas. The geoscience, the local geoscience, uh, found that we have 260 TCF. The Americans, which, who did the study, they said, you guys are crazy. You're sitting on 390 TCF, trillion cubic feet of gas. And that's the Americans, 390, we say 260. This is proven by the geology. It's been done by all three parties. And the Americans said, you guys are crazy. You're sitting on the eighth largest gas deposit in the world, bigger than, bigger than uh, Mozambique, bigger than... Uh, uh, Namibia and what hurts about the issue of gas and just before I give context Namibia came to Senegal Karua to come and see we were 10 years ahead of them we are 10 years behind them because our leaders don't want to take decisions they are scared of the greenies now we get all our gas from Mozambique if that thing stops South Africa will be Armageddon if we can't get that gas we are in trouble now to show you what a TCF means Sasol was built on four TCF, four, four TCF, Sasol. They've only used one TCF so far. Mosselby was built on three TCFs, three trillion cubic feet of gas. They've only used one TCF. In the central Karua, we're sitting on 300 average TCF. And our government is a load sharing problem. Now they have a thinking problem. The gas, the studies has been done. Shell was ready to, uh, to, 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 to extract that gas. And then the Greenies said that our government is scared of white people, scared of white businesses. And people are scared to say it. I'm saying it. That you need in this country is very wealthy. Look at the gas I've just mentioned. It can be bigger than Dubai with that gas that we're having. So in conclusion... I said for one year I'm going to bring 8 billion rands worth of investment to the Central Karua. I'm on track. Uh, I said I'm going to fix the bucket toilets. I did that. I said I'm going to fix the swimming pools. I fixed more than the swimming pools. I said I'm going to stabilize the municipality's finances. We've done that. I said we are going to make sure that all corrupt people are leaving. They are all gone. Uh, we are now looking at it, 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 it. small businesses we've already given space we went to Transnet, we said your buildings are derelict, can I use them for small businesses we are sitting now on 12 small businesses that has opened there and it's not paying rent in the Transnet the buildings that was given to us by Transnet to, to use lastly just to make you the last example, when I got there there was no bakery there was no clothing factory. I opened the first clothing factory in Beaufort West. Opened the first bakery in Beaufort West. Bread went from 15 rents to 12 rents and 10, 11 rents. Now, for me and you, that might mean little. But for the poorest of the poor, 
they came to me they're like, Maria, we can buy now two loaves. And so basically that's the thing. And, and I'll tell you what my problem is with South African leaders. We have no backbone. We are scared. We, we believe in democracy and democracy has proven not to be working in this country. We need to get our country right. We need to take the unpopular decisions. We need to make sure. I mean, there's not even one black bank. Don't tell me about this umper black. We don't want umper black banks. There's no 100% black bank in this country. What have we been doing for 29 years? The ANC has had a chance. I mean, just a black a bank, a basic bank. There's no 100% black insurance company. Don't tell me about uh, agents. Uh, it's... Uh, they are what we call winemakers. People that there's all these wine make bottles here. No black owned wine, but you don't own the wine farm, my brother and sister. That's the same with banking. We own the products of the bank, but nobody owns a bank. We need in South Africa, we need to come in and take decisions that's very unpopular for the halves and very popular for the half nots. But we, we can't go on like this. The worst thing I'm going to say to everybody on this space, I, I, and I say it with all humility, I have been blessed, but most of you are going to go in this lifetime. You were born poor and you're going to die poor because you are voting poor. Thank you. Thank you, Paris. Uh, let's send over to co-host. Uh, thank you. I just have a question. Um, when you started with the whole bakery and the food, uh, the clothing factory, I mean, there was a lot of blowback. You got a lot of criticism. Uh, you attacked personally and you were called a liar. People were saying, I've been to the central Karoo. There's no bakery. There's no uh, clothing factory. Gates and McKenzie is just uh, giving his friends all these tenders and all this money and everything. So how did you shut out all that noise and all that backlash and just focused on what you needed to do? I think firstly, uh, when, when people made the first allegation, they said, I lied about ESCOM, not paid. I had to go public and put the proof of payments on Twitter and on Facebook. It's still there. That's number one. Number two, people said, no, I still get a salary. I'm not giving it to the poor. I had to go back on Twitter and say, here's my salary. This is what I've done. Now, if people are saying they've been to Santa Carol, they didn't see a bakery, they are lying because the bakery is working. The only thing that didn't work was the clothing factory, and then we got another investor. Now the clothing factory is open. Our clothes that we, that we have for the manifesto come from the same factory. We have ordered a million t-shirts for the election so far. Where, who's making those t-shirts? It's that factory. And the issue of tenders, prior to me even thinking I will be a politician, I had no time for tenders. I have no time for those things. I have not made money through tenders. There was no money even to have tenders in the central Karua. What tender will you give out in the municipality with no money? How are you going to pay people? I've not even used one cent of that municipality's money. Not one cent. Now, people, it's just the norm of people. When they, when you do things that they... I mean, the DA was in charge of Central Karua. The ANC was in charge of Central Karua. They left the people with bucket toilets. So I understand that people will talk. I get criticized every year, every day. You know, you look at Oscar Pretorius. Oscar is in jail for murder. But when the newspapers write about him, you'll swear he's a free man. 
Paralympian champion. I have been out of jail for 20 years. I have committed crimes. I was a gangster 30 years ago when I was still a young boy. You can't get an article about me that speaks about Mr. Gates and McKenzie. It's my son. When he started reading, asked me, Dad, I said to them, I've got one name. They said, that is not good to lie. You've got another name, Excon. we read. Because every article, every newspaper, every news bulletin, ex-convict, they can't even get themselves to call me mayor now. They have to say the ex-convict mayor. Now, I mention this to you that I've long stopped listening to what people say. I'm going on. I'm a madman if I tell people there's a bakery and there's no bakery. I'm not only a liar. That's, that's beyond lying. You are mad. You are mad. If I say to people, there's no clothing factory, that that, that is delusional. See now, all the things I've mentioned here are there for people to see. Whichever politician has put his pay slip on Twitter, I did that. Which politician put all the payments he's made since he became mayor to, to charities? I did that. Which politicians politician was challenged to say you said you are not going to you paid ESCOM and they say he's lying I put all the proof of payments on Twitter and on Facebook that is how transparent we are I'm the only one that put dates to all my promises I've got a few days left a few weeks left I think eight weeks before I must keep to my promise that I am going to resign as a mayor and all the things I mentioned to you now that should happen otherwise I've failed I say it publicly so you can go check at the end of my term. Did he do it or didn't he do it? And I did all these things in in 100 days that they couldn't do in 80 years to put toilets for people. Thank you. Thank you, Paris. Um, yeah, it seems like we are having an issue. I don't know co-host with accepting uh, speakers. I see there's over there's a number of requests uh, on the on my end here, but uh, it seems like they're not popping up for us to accept. Maybe uh, those those uh, patriots can just leave the space and come back and re and request again. We'll accept them. Uh, maybe let's open up since I can see that we have two speakers uh, to ask questions. We'll take Uskwama, then we'll take Ufield Marshall there after Uskwama, uh, and then we'll proceed with our questions as well to the press. Uh, let's take Uskwama. Uh, welcome, Patriot. Good evening, Patriot. Uh, am I audible? Yes, we can hear you loud and clear. All right. Thank you for the opportunity. Uh, good evening to all the Patriots. Uh, and the president of PA, uh, whom is called an ex-con. You are not an ex-con to everyone, just another human being who's trying to help his people. Uh, I'm just quickly going to, because I believe I've got two minutes, according to the rules, make a little submission and a question and a recommendation that I have for you. You've spoken in terms of the decision that you took in terms of the uh, Johannesburg uh, City Council and stuff. And I remember, I recall, we had a debate in one of the spaces. Some of us told people what you have exactly said here to say, they must give you the opportunity to understand what drove you 
the patriotic alliance to go into that decision. And uh, I personally don't blame you, but I blame the political system that is in our country. And uh, at the moment, uh, that decision might have been the best option. And thank you for opening up and telling us what really transpired. And I'm happy about your policy in terms of uh, the illegal foreigners because uh, that's one of the issues that is burning on us, uh, which I believe 80%, uh, I pin them on the illegal foreigners. One little concern that I have, I don't know where you were speaking, sir. There's a video uh, where you, that is trending. Uh, I'm not sure, co-host, uh, you know who? Can you close your mic, sir? You gave a very moving, uh, powerful speech. Uh, it looks like you were speaking to uh, some businessmen, Africaners and, and stuff. But the biggest concern that I have uh, in that video, everything that you say is perfect for me and other patriots. I only see you in that video. I don't hear a sound of someone clap, clapping hands. I'm not hearing a sound of someone differing with you. No one is swearing at you, nothing. Which is something that, as a politician, if I am, I can just put a gazebo behind me and make such a powerful speech. <laughs> uh, and hopefully, uh, for, for me, I went further to try and research that. I realized that after that, you had an interview, which is on YouTube which I realized that, yes, you were speaking to people. So I think your, your PR team, I think they need to do more in terms of that because uh, it doesn't enhance the image of Patriotic Alliance and what you are trying to do as the president of the Patriotic Alliance. Yes, you confronted this, these people, but to other people it sounds like you are talking to yourself. There's nobody. The cameraman is only focusing on you. So others can use that against you to say, no, it was staged. There was nobody. Can you prove that? So in terms of the recommendation that I have, uh, I do not have permission from these people, but I'm going to put them under the bus. There's two powerful women in this space, uh, and I urge you to go after them and I believe they can enhance the image of your organization. They're very good on research. And the other one, I think, is extremely good on PR. These are well-educated women. We hold spaces, and they do proper research. We analyze issues. They've even challenged this so-called stupid organization uh, that lied uh, to the University of, of Johannesburg, and they can't be defeated. I do not have permission to mention their names, but be, because I'm a patriot and I want my country to move forward, I apologize to them. I have to mention who they are, and I'm going to DM, uh, I'm going to WhatsApp your, your DP because I speak to him privately, uh, who they are. The other one is Anahata. The other one is Aikali. These are two powerful women who are so humble, they don't want to go public. Go after them, please. 
for you to help our country to come out of this quagmire that we find ourselves in. Now, the question that I only have for you. You, you had two devils to choose from, which is the DA and the ANC. And you have just said they are the same. Understandably, you went with whatever was best at the time. Given the opportunity, is that your permanent stance? Or you will assess as things goes by to say, what is best for our people and the patriotic alliance going forward? Thanks. Over to you, Press. Thank you, thank you, thank you for the questions. I think, uh, let me go straight up uh, on your last point. This is not permanent. If we have two devils, we try the first devil, which is the DA. We then try the ANC. Uh, uh, if that doesn't work, we shall then uh, be very close to the election and hoping we get the majority votes that we don't need to be dalliancing with devils. So basically, as you say, that this is not our permanent position. And secondly, I must first add that we have a very good marketing team at the PA. I don't want you to put it on them with what you've seen there. That is buzz news. Buzz news, I think to be there, those people paid 50 grand or something along those lines. Now you can understand how wealthy you have to be to be paying that type of money. What you saw there was not on us. That is a business news conference. They a very substandard equipment they're there because I don't know why come the, you can't hear the audience but for your uh, peace of mind is the fact that before I went when I got there I saw people are going on with classical music, the speakers I said to them I'm not going on with classical music I'm not that type of a black man go and play me I saw Helen Zeller there so I said to them go play me composure, my enemy sitting in the front aka and also to pay homage to AKA. And I, they said, rap music? I said, yes, rap music. And I walked on there, and the video is available. I will, uh, And you can see the, the powerful people sitting there. We had no... This is a buzz news video. Uh, the whole broadcast was buzz news. And also, I will still, please, you know, there's never a time where we will say no to talent. We will pursue the ladies and speak to them. But I really, I must protect the marketing team of us. They were just as horrified as, as you are with the fact that you can't hear people clapping. And that's just how I, we still don't know why, but that wasn't our, we had nothing to do with that. I was a guest that was invited to meet. There's very powerful people in that room. I can tell you there's 300 people in that room with money and with businesses. And I, I had to tell them what I think they ought to hear. And thank you so much for understanding also the issue of, because I was very sad when I saw the Putsarika first and the Tudula people are angry that we've gone with the ANC. We had to make a choice. And our first choice was the DA. But you see, they, they treat us like we have no options. And if the ANC takes the behavior of the DA the same route, we shall also leave them. Thank you very much. Thank you, Press. Uh, let's take Phil Marshall, then we'll take Hitman, and then it will be Tabilede after in that order. Thanks, thanks, Commander's Morning. Uh, 
welcome, welcome, press. Uh, I think you had a fruitful uh, policy conference in Kabeha. Uh, my submission it's clear, straightforward. I don't want to beat around the bush. I'm a clear person. Press, firstly, I, I don't know, maybe it's a criticism or what, but I want to put it clearly. Firstly, uh, you are so vocal. You are so proactive in terms of illegal immigrant, and you are not you are not wishy-washy. You always make this clarion call. You are the first person to see uh, to see him in in any political party to be clear and sober, making a clarion call that these illegal immigrants they are a burden to South African, and they are giving South African a problem. This influx. That is the first point. But what I see, or maybe I don't understand. You made this story on call, but your forces on the ground, they are, not pro, they are not proactive. Maybe, as you said uh, in your elaboration, that Patriotic Alliance, firstly, you formulated on those premises of a colored nation. But, you know, when you mix now, when you come to this uh, pro-African Lentuzana uh, nation, uh, as stackies from townships, rurals. We want action. We want to see on the street putting pressure to the government as an opposition party in the local government. Now we are the last hope, according to your T-shirt, going 2024, that you are the one, you are going to be the second political party which is going to make voice, going to give voice in that National Assembly and Lentuzana uh, uh, legislature that with or without illegal immigrants, foreign, illegal or legal immigrants, they are a burden to South Africans. I strongly believe whoever, a black or a white or a darky, if because of when I look at organization now, it's a rainbow nation. It's no longer about colors. There's Indians, there's colors, there's darkies, there's all nation. That one, we cannot run away from it. And uh, you are growing every day. Uh, I always engage. I'm from Ekurulene. I always engage Councillor Zwane to say, where are the programs on the ground? Yes, we see the restoration. You see, you bring God back to Lenzan, to the churches, to township, to schools. But we need pressure to pressure the government, to pressure the Department of Home Affairs, to pressure the Department of Islands and of Labor, to pressure economic development, to say you must adhere to rules and regulations of the country, that these people, they should live, they should not get, they should not do business. But what I'm seeing, you are the one who's so vocal. Even TP sometimes is not even vocal. But you, we are clear, 100%. And if you can, all of you in that NEC, you can use the same voice. You create programs that they will, will be on the streets supporting you as patriots. 
I'm telling you, you're going to bring change. That 2024, you're going to have majority. Uh, those who say uh, you are Lentuzana, ex cons, you cannot Lentuzana, you cannot, uh, you won't see it in the National Assembly. They are making a joke, they are fooling themselves. I saw when we were talking about uh, when there was this by election, uh, Charles Chelsea. Uh, the one with where in Cape Town where there is this uh, refugee uh, tent. Uh, you said, yeah, we should follow the ambit of law. We are taking these people to Lanzan, to the courts. Yes, but also let's go on the ground. Let this, let South Africa be green. If we're supposed to call one national shutdown for foreign immigrants organized by Patriotic Alliance, let it be. Don't be wishy-washy. Tell your forces that some of us, some of the patriots in South Africa, they are saying we need to be on the streets, peacefully so. And the fo- following the ambit of law, but putting pressure, press, it's what we are asking you. And it's what we are asking your patriots. Yes, you are doing a good job. We know we close, you are closing potholes. We know we are restoring lands and the swimming pools. But political campaigns, Dakis, let me just put it straight, at Dakis, we want political campaign, we want political programs, putting pressure to this system, which is failing us. You are the, you one of the people which we are prioritizing because of you are taking the pool with his corn. And so it's what I was, it's what I wanted to submit, press. I'm so, so, uh, humbled and grateful to have a person in the system being a mayor. Mayors, they are wishy-washy. They are playing dark and type. They want to be, you know, they want to be, uh, you know, glorified as humble people. But you, you don't play. And I can see that you are the guy from the township, from the streets. The town is clay, no scanny spin spin alman. The foreigners, Jelamut Hub, Jelamut Fahan. Jelamut Fahan, the foreigners. The town is clay. I submit. Thank you, thank you, Patriots. Uh, before I hand over to the press, uh, let's just be cognizant of the time allocation. I don't want to come and interject whilst the speakers are speaking, but please just uh, make it easy for me as well. Let's just. Uh, <laughs> keep to the time at least uh, uh, two two minutes max uh, so that we can be able to give all other speakers an opportunity. Uh, my co-host, can you please just uh, also uh, monitor the order of speakers? I'm sorry, uh, I did take the first order of speakers. Can you please just um, uh, then monitor from now going forward uh, so that we have an orderly uh, space and we are able to give everyone an opportunity. Uh, let me give to co-host and then we'll, we'll go to press thereafter to answer the questions from Field Marshall. Uh, co-host? Thank you, host. Hey, uh, host, <laughs> you know I'm patrolling here. Mazaiza is phone in the space. So um, it's it's not really easy to keep up with, uh, with the order of speakers, but um, I'm sure that, that the following uh, speaker is a tab Sorry, it's yes. Hitman, then it's going yes, to be it's Hitman. Yes, it's Hitman and then it's uh, Tabi. Thank you. 
so yeah, can we just like uh, the host said that we must make sure that we stick to that two minute uh, submission so that because we have a lot of uh, other other requests that that we have and those who have already um, uh, gave us their submission, please do drop down uh, to uh, be listeners so that we can open space for others. And also to Onspaisni, please. Uh, I don't know what's happening. You have been requesting. We can see your request. We accept and you are unable to join. Please uh, uh, just uh, leave the space, close your app, uh, your, your Twitter app, and then come back again, and then we can continue. Thank you. Right, we'll move to the press just to answer the, the question from Field Marshal. No, thank you very much. Uh, I must say it's very informed about the strong points and the weak points about about the PA. And and I agree with nearly everything he said. What I want to make clear is that when I said that we were formed initially, uh, we were formed for colored people, and we soon realized, and that was around 2014, 2015, 2016, that this thing is not going to work for colored people. We must be for all people. We must be a colored, colorful party, not a colored party. Now, he will know in Tokoza, he's from a he would know that we've won the award there in Eden Park, in, 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 in Eden Park and Tokoza. You know, we've also won a award in, uh, uh, in Limpopo. And I remember I said to the leader of Limpopo, you can't put a colored councillor. And he laughed. I said, why are you laughing? He says, there's no colors here where, where we are staying. We have not seen a colored here. So the PA is really... It's truly uh, gotten rid of this colored only thing. Uh, but you know, you are right when you say that we don't have enough programs. And I'll tell you what has happened. People must be honest. I have called. We realize that we must respect the Dudula and the Put South Africa first. I then, with Deputy President Kenny Kunene, we then invited the leaders of both organizations to come and talk to us so that we can help, we can have a, a, a joint program because we don't want to fragment. When we entered the space, we came with respect and we said, let's engage the groups and then they must tell us how should we, how can we help this fight to make it go bigger. We met with them at the house of the DP, Kenny Kunene, we said that it was decided in that in that meeting that they shall have a match. Uh, we then said we'll make lawyers available if needs be. And we then said, let's respectfully stand back. The match has not transpired. They were there in the house, we discussed. We don't know what the reason might be. And it's, this is not a criticism, it's just a fact. Now we come from our policy conference which was very clear and resounding in as far as our fight against illegal foreigners must now go 10 gears up. The conference was very clear about that. In fact, uh, they were saying that uh, when we get out of here, we need to have a program. So what you are saying is true. And just lastly is that we are... The bad news and the good news... I want to give the listeners the good the bad news is the fact that foreigners has infiltrated this country in ways that is deep 
they are even working in senior positions in government. We've just taken over the Johannesburg Road Agency, uh, the Roads and Transport in Johannesburg, and the DPMMC, Kenny Kunene, told me, this place is run by Zimbabweans in the city of Joburg. He says, but there's so many Zimbabweans here, all do you see the people, where's our people? Now I've got full faith in the DP that he, Kenny Kunene, he will deal and flush out those Zimbabweans out of the system of government because those are jobs for South Africans. Uh, in as far as illegal foreigners are concerned, you know, uh, people don't understand the extent of damage. They've started a parallel economy in not only as they've taken over the inclusive shop, all the shops, uh, there was inclusive shops. This thing is not new. These people have taken over all this, the whole industry, but more than taking over the industry. You know, the the white money was giving them all, you know, I remember in 2016, what these people did, uh, sorry, in 2018, they bought out all the cake flour in South Africa in September month. They paid big money to buy out all the cake flour in September, and they kept the cake flour in December, you couldn't find cake flour in any shop. They were the only ones with cake flour. And the prices went three times. They would ask the old people three times the price. Now they've turned against those suppliers that gave them all the cake flour. They are now making parallel products. They are now making their own Coke, their own grandpa, their own desperance. They are making their own soft drinks and now the very same people that allowed these people, the captains of industry, pioneer foods, the macros of this world, that allowed these people, they took these people's money and said, Sarugan's money is thinking. Now they want us to come and help them against the very same foreigners. Which, this is a snake that has been reared and raised by them. Now the reason why I'm saying is bad news. I'm saying foreigners can poison a majority of South Africans tomorrow was one decision. If they take the decision, they can poison South Africans because our people buy from them. They've made it difficult for South Africans. Our country is going. These people must go. If I have my way, I can have them leave before 2024. The good news is that we have two choices here, leaders. We have two choices. Are we going to protest until 2024? Are we going to organize? The PA has taken the posture of organizing instead of protesting until 2024. There will be protests, there will be marches, but we want to be ready. The only way to make sure that people have been marching against load sharing, we still have load sharing for 15 years. People have been marching for jobs for 29 years, still people are, are near pension age now, uh, waiting for the pension because they've marched their whole adult life for jobs. And this is not nice things to hear, but these are facts. We have now taken the posture of the Patriotic Alliance that, listen, let's organize ourselves. And we're the fastest growing party in the country. Proven. Proven. Because we're the only ones that got an organic system where you can see our real time, the numbers. If you join PA, you can see somebody has joined. If somebody resigns, you can see somebody has resigned from the PA. Because we keep those things public. So our numbers are not cooked. 
So we are the fastest growing political party. And if you look at all the by-elections that's happened, that tells you we're the fastest growing. So what we're going to do in conclusion is we are going to make sure that we nobody gets, uh, and that was the main part of the conference today, nobody gets uh, a majority. And the PA wants 10%. Was 10%, all foreigners are gone in this country. They are home. Where's these ones with papers that are taking that don't have special skill? Thank you. Thank you, Chris. Uh, let's move on to our speakers. I think it was Hitman, then it will be Tabi the day after, then we'll take the next round of speakers uh, in that order. Hitman, uh, then it will be Tabi after Hitman. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, hosts and co-hosts. Good evening, um, President. I just have two quick questions and I'm going to drop down. So with regards to the ANC and the DA, you said they are the same, obviously, because they both don't care about the poor. But you also mentioned that the DA was arrogant. I mean, we, we already know that because we've seen it in the, in the media as well. But with, with regards to the ANC, do you face any issues like that when you are now in coalition with them? And the second question I've got is, as you are in coalition with the ANC, I do understand that you guys have, have got serious, um, different positions, right? Um, portfolios. So the, as, as a coalition government, do you, do you let the other partners do their own um, policies or strategies in, the, in their portfolios or you hold each other ac accountable and actually a, a, a agree collectively on each and every decision that is taken? Thank you. Thank you very much. I'll give you two quick answers. You know, the first, uh, your, your last question answers like no. What we do is still part of the same mayoral committee. We've got different portfolios. We've got the roads and transport and human settlements. We do keep each other. We we, we have even had a joint manifesto bring it together to say, uh, I remember one of the funniest part was we had to find the middle ground because the, Afri the, the economic freedom fighters are for illegal foreigners and the PA is not for illegal foreigners. That was one of the problems we've experienced in the city of Joburg. But we, between MMC Kunene and MMC Mdrina Tswaku, I think they've really managed to find middle ground there. Uh, yeah, we do hold each other responsible. We look at what's happening. Because at the end of the day, if the government fails, we all fail. Secondly, uh, do I experience uh, problems with ANC? Well, I experience big problems with ANC. Uh, if you ask me, do I think we're going to remain in Joburg? This is my personal view. It's not a party view. I don't think we're going to remain in the city of Johannesburg. I don't think this coalition is going to last from our side. These guys lie of the ANC. You know, I hate a man that when he wants something, he's a, he's a lamb. When he got what he wants, they become lions. These ones, they, they think they now, they, this is my opinion, and it's not a party position. You know, promises we've made, we've agreed on certain things. They are now denying what we've agreed upon. 
So I don't think that this coalition will last. In fact, in conference today, there was a discussion amongst the NEC members that we must just withdraw from all the coalitions we are in and hit the ground and just make sure we are ready for 2024 and make sure we are no longer part of this nonsense called coalition uh, in certain areas. So if you ask me, well, I say they're the same. I hate a man that we agree on something and then they change. And that is the ANC, particularly ANC Joburg for you. Uh, uh, and I think that if you ask me as, as the president, I don't think this coalition is going to last. Thank you. Thank you, Press. Uh, I'll take the I'll take uh, Tabile. Uh, yeah, Tabile, you can just ask a question. Uh, thank, thank you. Am I audible? Yes, you are. Thank uh, you. Th yes, yeah, you are. Th yeah, thank you so much, Gaetan. And um, congratulations on your growth uh, in the party. Um, it's, quite, uh, it's, it's quite inspiring for many, many people. Uh, in the country that there is hope for 2024. Now, my question is, um, I think you've said this in quite a number of platforms. Um, as an opposition party, is there no plan perhaps where you could have some uh, agreement document so that when um, the 2024 results come and there is a possibility of a collision, you have already started with a legal document or any agreement document that you that you might um, craft as the opposition party. And then coming to the second question is on the issues of uh, immigration, uh, will you not need a two-thirds majority to effectively amend some of these uh, legislation because these legislation are also internationally binding and therefore, if we change some of these legislation, it means that also at an international level, we must be doing something to amend it. The second one is on the Northwest. I've seen that you've also, Northwest, including the Western Cape for that matter, I've seen that you've um, improved very, very, very dramatically, in particular where the DA is uh, leading. Uh, you're always bringing the DA in terms of numbers. And um, I think with that strategy, um, it, it does show that you are going to be one of the key makers in the, um, in, in the 24 um, um, election. That's just a comment. My last one now before I, I log off is um, the issue of um, uh, tuck shops, you know, that you find in our, in our, in our, in our townships where some of these foreigners are, um, are selling. What policies can you um, propose perhaps in, by bringing in the local tuck shop owners? Because before, uh, we used to have local tuck shops where our gogos and aunts used to sell into those ones. And all of a sudden, those tuck shops are not there. But also, you find that some of the products that are being sold, uh, expired food, some of those food... Um, you do not know whether they've gone through this um, through the verification of standards and healthiness because some of these foods are not from here. What's your take on that? And uh, thank you very much. Uh, thank you. Thank you very much. I think the first one is that the document you say we must draw up before we vote. Uh, I'm going to say this to you, and it's an unpopular thought. That takes away your bargaining power during negotiations. If you have a document already to say, I will vote with you before the results come out. Because you see, coalition 
uh, the strength of of people's hand is was how many votes they get. Now we are all waiting to see what we get. You can have a document, and then you don't even get one seat. So I don't think that's practically enforceable, for lack of a better word. You can't enforce the fact that you said. Uh, legally, you can't enforce the guy says, no, take me to court. I say I'm going to vote for you, but I've got a better deal here. So it's a very time-wasting exercise. I think the second one is thank you very much. We do make inroads in the Northwest. Uh, the PA has really invested a lot of time and resources in breaking through in the Northwest, and, and, we, and we are doing very, very well. Your third point that you raise is the issue of you don't need a two-thirds majority, my brother. What you do need is to enforce the current laws that's all that you need. You don't need a two-thirds majority. The law is very clear. There are bylaws that need to be implemented. The law, in as far as the bigger issue of illegal immigration, says you cannot come into this country illegally. The law is very clear, international law, that if you're a refugee, you should go to the nearest country. You can't jump five countries between South Africa and Nigeria and be a refugee here. So what we are asking for is just to, for people to follow the law, the law that they have written. Not our law, the law that is already there, the standing law. If they can follow the law, 90% of our problems can be sorted out. Uh, the last one you spoke about was the issue of the uh, the tax shops. No, it's not a rumor that they're selling expired food. They not, they've gone a step further. Expired food was still the first hassle. They've now gone further. They are now making their own food, which is worse than expired food. These people are making, you know how grandpa, yellow grandpa, people, people, our old people don't look at the expiry date because it's too small for them to see. Secondly, now they're making their own grandpas. Now, if they can make grandpa, a man that can make grandpa can make anything. Now you can understand all those fake things they have there. They biscuits, they cook. Everything is fake in those shops. Now, with the tax shops, how are you going to get rid of these people? By, by just enforcing the law. You can't be coming from Somalia and open a shop. Well, do you think that everything can go to Mohadishu in Somalia and open a shop there? You just There's bylaws. Those things don't even need international law. It needs local council. You just put a bylaw. The local council bylaw. Just follow that. That one can be done at council level. It doesn't even need international no, thank you very much. Thank you. Just one last question, Gaten, on the issue of crime. You know, we are living in a hellhole in this country where people fear for their kids, fear for their wives because of the rampant crime that is just skyrocketing. And these criminals are unable to be traced. What do you think the PA could do in, in, in the situation we are at now? Thank you very much. Right. Firstly, you cannot fight crime while you uh, you cannot fight crime adequately and adequately and sufficiently while you still have illegal foreigners in this country. And I'll tell you why: for two reasons. There are not there's no fingerprints and there's no DNA. Now, most of crime gets solved through the DNA register. People commit crimes; they take their fingerprints, they take samples, and they take it to the lab, and the lab will automatically identify oh that this is Gator McKenzie that guy that was once in jail that's him that this is his hair strength this is his fingerprints now with illegal foreigners it doesn't even tell you it's an illegal foreigner it just says negative unknown 
Now, how do you fight crime? 10% of our prisoners is now illegal foreigners. Now you can just put your meds. If 10% of people that is untraceable, if, you, if they are already filling your jails, which means 90% of the other 80% are roaming the streets here. These people are going from province to province committing crime. This court of us has gone crazy. How do you give an illegal foreigner bail? A man that doesn't have the proper papers are getting bailed. This is just madness happening in this country. And now, the worst thing that the uh, news I have for you, my brother, is and, and people, South Africans are very far from accepting this truth. You can't fight crime with our current laws. You can't fight crime with our current laws that favors more the criminals, that favors the outlaws. You know, if you want to fight crime, our country is becoming, it's already a mafia state. People get shot here. I was, I was, I was, if you can shoot a guy like AKA, one of the most popular artists, uh, if you can kill somebody like Senzo, the best goalkeeper this country has probably ever seen. And there's no real arrest. Don't tell us about these things they are busy with. I'm talking about, we are in the, we, we need and, and this is what our people don't understand. We need a Paul Gagami here. We need a leader here that will put his foot down and say, this is where it begins and this is where it stops. You know, and people don't want to admit that because they love this democracy of them. You know, <laughs> the criminals love democracy. I was a criminal. I know we love democracy and we'll tell them we've got rights. We tell the cops we've got rights. We tell the judge we've got rights. We tell the parole officer we've got rights. So basically, I'm saying to you that we need this country really needs a serious change. This country needs a, a whole new mindset, not only economically, but even crime. Crime is a problem. It's out of hand. Thank you very much. Thank you, Chris. Uh, Kia, maybe you can take over then with the next batch of speakers, just uh, in the order of speakers. Thanks. Okay, it's going to be Tigers, and then after Tigers, it's going to be Ngunezi. Then after Ngunezi, it's going to be Mona. Then after Mona, it's going to be Motu. Then after Motu, it's going to be the one with the ninja picture. We've lost some speakers. Um, oh, and then since Lesma is back, he's going to have to go after Tigers because he's been here forever. So it's Tigers, Lesma, Ngunezi, Mona, Mutu, and Ninja. Thank you, co-host. Uh, I, saw, I saw Patriot Mario was also up. Please do come back up. Uh, Patriot will also give you an opportunity as well. Uh, yeah, and we will follow the host, the, the, the order as per the co-host. Um, I think it's Tigers now. Okay. Uh, can I come in now? Yes, Tigers, it's your turn. Okay, thank you very much uh, for an opportunity. Let me greet all all patriots and Katie. Uh, uh, thank you for coming in our space. And uh, let me just firstly con congratulate you for what we have done so far at Central Karu. And uh, let me just uh, be honest with you. I was one of the people that you mentioned here that were were mad at you 
uh, when you form co- coalition uh, with ANC. I was very, very mad. I even uh, DM'd you and asking you questions about it, why it did happen, because we hate the, the smell of the ANC, because we are in this situation because of the ANC. Okay, but I do understand uh, the, way, with the way you mentioned it, to say you had to choose between two devils, uh, ANC and uh, DA. Then I understand very well when you, you clarified it here. Okay. There's one thing that I want to mention here. Since we can see, all of us, everyone can see that immigration is the brain uh, of, of all our uh, social ills that are affecting us as poor South Africans uh, in our country. And I can tell you that immigration is a very, very ele- big elephant in the room. And very few people are scared to talk about it because they are they are scared of being called by this name of being a xenophobic xenophobic it's fine because all other countries they do that but when it comes to south africa then when they tell us about that name then they want us to go in our shells like tortoise but we are no longer in that situation we're not scared anymore okay uh okay i i support what you've done with the anc but i feel like uh you should have make more demands to the ANC. One of it to go to uh, to the coalition with them. You should have already tell them that, guys, if I go into coalition with you, uh, this is what you're going to do. You will start announcing the deportation of the illegal foreigners and those that have fake documents. Is it difficult to do so? That is my question. And I will just land it there. Thank you very much. No, thank you, thank you very much. I have a, a can I before I'm gonna answer your question, Tigers, and then I would also want to ask you a quick question, my brother, if that's okay. No, it's fine, it's fine. I'm saying the first thing is that when you they will tell you the ENC, it will be a waste of time for me to put a demand to them like that, because these are local leaders. We are negotiating with local leaders on this level of local government. And they will tell you it's a national competency, uh, immigration. Uh, they will tell you that, and they would not be lying when they say that. So in 2024, when we talk for national power, we can make such a demand. But I have a question that it's not really aimed at you, but at everybody that's listening, but I think you've articulated it well. You said you hate the ANC. Do you hate the DA also? Would you love the deal? So, and I, I also hate it too, right? Yes. All right. Thank yeah. you. So you hate the DA also. So I feel just like you feel. So I want patriots to know all this for us, it's between the two devils we have to choose. And we choose the DA devil first. And then it shows us hell where it stays, and we say, hi, let's go try this one with the ANC. But we also see, uh, yeah, uh, uh, we see things here that that is not. So our thing is, today our Secretary General was leading the discussion to say, why don't we withdraw from these coalitions, and we hit the ground, and we come back and we see next time, if you have, uh, where does the dice fall? Thank you. 
Oh, uh, thank you. Uh, thank you very much. Okay, no, I understand what you are saying now. You don't have that much power when it comes to uh, local elections. That can be only be done uh, during a national election. So I get you clear on, on what you are just saying. So I'm just hoping that you guys as PA, you will keep that in mind uh, to make sure that when you go into uh, a coalition with the ANC specifically, so don't move in that coalition because I can see uh, it, it can uh, do wonders for us, right? So you can make the money there at national level. And thank you very much uh, uh, for giving me these answers. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, we'll uh, take our next speaker, co-host. Lesma, and then after Lesma is Ngunezi. Uh, my Africa, uh, thank you. Captain, uh, thank you for placing us with being here. It's really to my foot. Like my Africa, uh, I'm a PC fan, supporter from day one. And I think in the PE, I see um, elements of the progression that um, the PAC has failed to make. Uh, for me, illegal foreigners who offer nothing to me is my problem because Pan Africanism does not say we must just open our gates, it says, at least in the way we live today, it says that we're looking for scarce resources, scarce skills. So, anybody that comes here to open a spaza shop for me is not as a scarce skill. So, I think. Perhaps my first question to you is, where does the PA stand on um, Pan-Africanism? And it's not that I don't understand, but I'm also saying I understand from a position of um, it's guesswork to me at this point. That's the first thing. Um, I hear everybody calling themselves a patriot. And for me... For me, this is what patriotism is, as Mark Twain said. You support your country all the time and your government when it deserves it. And I will support any government that gives me um, my understanding of uh, 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 um, pan-Africanism. Okay? That's the first thing. Here's what I want. And I'm going to quote something that uh, the DP Kenny Kunene said when they were telling him that he was broke. He said, whoever wrote that I'm broke on Facebook or by three generations of their family, along with their houses, their dilapidated underwear and fill their fridges up and then buy it. And there's a simple thing in that statement. Not only does it speak to was the way he understands wealth, but it speaks to the way that wealth distribution is supposed to be. Um, also, Gaten, you said something about um, the PA initially being a colored party. I mean, I've traveled the world and the seven seas, and I do understand that it's only in South Africa where we have the term colored, meaning a separate um, class. In America, we'd all be black. I got So, as your initial number plates used to say, ex-con GP, 
so what? And I'm proud of you, my man. Um, and I'm a highly mentored guy uh, by the late um, one of your partners, uh, Mulifi. Um, so I've been watching you guys. You guys are shooting out the lights uh, and do what you need to do. One last thing, though, that I'd like to raise. And for me, it becomes a very specific issue about um, the PA. We are sitting here and we're looking at Spaza shop owners. I'm a developer. Like I said, I worked for Moses um, when he still had Nare. And I was taught something uh, by him. Why should we even let shopping centers in when shopping centers are owned by whites? And the BEE quotient does not represent us. If you understand uh, the Crystallis theory, um, which I learned in like standard eight to standard nine geography, it says if you want to pull feet, and that's what shopping centers are trying to do, they're pulling feet. If you build up a, a big enough one, you want to pull in feet, right? So what happens to all this puzzle shop within the this shops within the thirty kilometer radius? Do you not think that next time that Jason McCormick sets up a shopping center or Eris sets up a shopping center, that the first thirty percent before you and I come in as business people who are setting up we are the jockeys, we are the legwork that goes into those centers. Do you not believe that those people should be the ones that get the first 24% then if you don't want them to vote? And by those people, I mean the puzzle shops, the small ones. Because those small puzzle shops, every time we build a shopping mall in any environment, we need to be thinking about what happens to those families. It's like a tavern. It's like anything else, because in my view, as I was taught by the late, we need to be considering the smaller players in this space long before we consider ourselves, even though we bring value to it. They bought value before. It's like those people that develop. I'll ask you to lend. Uh, I'll ask you to lend, uh, my brother, uh, just the next 30 seconds and lend, please. Oh, sorry, I thought I landed. Oh, sorry, my bad. I'm going to land, yeah. So I think the point I'm making is the following. When I was growing up, uh, the guy that used to drive me to school was one of the OGs in the taxi industry. And I watched the taxi industry develop routes that are now being taken over by Ravaya. And this is why the, the, the taxi operators lost their marbles because they probably don't have the language to articulate what I'm articulating. How do we take care of those people? Uh, now I'm landing my guy. All right. Thank you very much. You said uh, really a mouthful, so I'll try to keep it as short as possible. I think you asked me, am I a Pan-Africanist? I'm not a Pan-Africanist, my brother. I'm a nationalist. So am I, but yes, you know, I agree. Yeah, I'm saying I'm not a Pan-Africanist. You see, the problem is people like to belong to ideologies they don't understand. You can't be a Pan-Africanist and then believe in 
in, in, in borders and believe in things. The Pan Africanist believes in a in the Pan Africa that we are we are one thing. No, I don't believe in that. So I see many of our patriots say, No, I'm a Pan Africanist. No, well, I'm a nationalist. I'm not a Pan Africanist. I believe that uh, you can I can visit Zimbabwe only when I have the correct paperwork. I've got no not even a slight hunger or wish for one Africa uh which which the South in later when they are all here and all of us have nowhere to go. Uh, number one. Number two, you spoke about uh, malls and the taxi rank, uh, JRA, and, 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 and sorry, uh, sorry, you spoke about uh, the bus service, uh, and then you also spoke about the fact that the tax shops must be my brother. You know, sometimes we have to see where we are. We live in a capitalist state. Capitalists, you ought to know that they don't worry about stuff like that. You know, we have to find a new system. For this system, uh, it's about profit and not about, now we have to give this guy 30. We must get out of this giving and receiving thing. We must make our own stuff. I hate this. No, we must, they must give us, they must give us. You know, it, 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 if you look at the Marxist theory uh, and communist theories, it's all that, the people shall share, but it's never that the people shall build. You can't share what has not been built. And then the last one, and I'm glad you mentioned it, you see, because a lot of particularly black people uh, will say what you said. That there are colored people, you said, wherever you traveled in the world, colored people is the only thing, colored people think they are white, all of those type of stuff. You know, we get those no, things. I said, I said in the world, no, you didn't say that. black, we're all black. Yes, yeah, we would also like all of us to be black. I agree with you. But let me tell you what you must, what, what black people uh, must interrogate. In 1986, when P.W. Buerta came with a tricameral parliament system, he invited, they invited the Khalids and the Indians, and he said, join the tricameral system. The problem was, when we wanted to join the system, we were told then that but black people are not allowed and we said, if our black brothers cannot be part of the system, we will fight the tricameral system as colored people. Fast forward to 1994. Uh, Nelson Mandela, in, 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 in I don't know what type of wisdom, signs into law a law that says colored people are not African. Now, a lot of black people don't know this, that uh, colored people are not considered African. Uh, and and it goes further that the opportunities must go to black people in general and Africans in particular. Now that's the worst racism that has been visited upon colored people. In the struggle, Ashley Creel, you know, I was saying to patriots today, for every Steve Biko, we've got an Ashley Creel in the colored community. For every Nelson, a Walter Sisulu, we've got a, a prisoner also went to 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 Robben Island, and for us. Colored people are shocked. In 1994, colored people in the Western Cape, where we 80% of them voted for the African National Congress, only to find out they are not considered African. Where? What are we? We are born here. In fact, uh, uh, we were here at the beginning, but now we are being told by a black government that we are not African. What are we as colored people? And those are the things that it's uncomfortable that people need to talk about. The racism being visit upon colored people that they are no longer Africans. 
This is not in the, in the National Party. That, that is the African National Congress. Thank you very much. Thank you, Gaten. Uh, Ngunezi, you are next to speak, and then after you, it's Mona. Thank you, thank you, Kia, and uh, good afternoon, uh, co-host and host, and uh, in the current space. Gaten, uh, uh, what a pleasure to, to talk to you, sir. Uh, I just I just have one, uh, one problem. I just want you, I'm glad that Ngoli is here as well. Because you guys in Johannesburg, you were, you were in a coalition. And when I, I used to watch, because uh, you've been in a coalition for a year, you used to host uh, that guy, Saul. He used to host one of the MMC posts. I remember it. something. So when he was hosting that health uh, MMC post, the problem I had is that you guys are patriotic. You and Action SA. So you see, action as say fighting uh, the stands in the in the in the pavement, trying to clean it, fighting uh, NGOs and Siri, and then you see uh, that, that guy Saul in the hospital fighting illegal immigrants, taking advantage of the of the of the broken system. So uh, for me, it was it was hopeless the way it was done, because you you when you see Operation Tutula, it was fighting the same cause as you guys. But when it's come, when it's come from you, uh, PA and uh, Action SA, you say you, you seem to be fighting your own cause. You don't want to, to represent the cause that is the problem. So that, that's one thing that I wanted to to be clear on because I just want to find out from you if because when I see you and Haman Mashaba, you always praise each other, you know, hugging each other. But on the ground forces, it's a different story. But when you when when you preach and and do your manifestos, it seems like you want the same thing. So can you just explain to me that? Thank you. That that's my question. Yeah. So thank you. Now I've got the world of respect for Haman Masaba. I respect him. I think he he has a lot to contribute towards the the patriotic uh, uh, cause of our country. And I've got no criticism for him. But what I want to say is that, you know, it's unfortunate. And that is, it just gives me opportunity to give the advice to Dudula and to Putsarioka first. You see, politics is a different animal. If we are to work together with, let's say, if we are to merge with them, there will be one president, there will be one secretary general, there will be these things will take us 10 years to agree on. Uh, through no fault of action or no fault of the PA. This is the nature of the beast called politics. Uh, you get organizations like Putsarioka first. The moment they enter the political space, it is the moment they might disintegrate because you must understand what we're dealing here. We're dealing with politics. Uh, action SA is taking the fight further. We are taking the fight further. But politics does not it's not as easy and say, all right, we're going to merge. Uh, he's got a constituency. I've got a constituency. We're going to go back. We're going to come back. And, and, and people are... It's, just, it's worse than a coalition. If you think a coalition is bad, two parties merging, I'll make an example of what I'm saying. The Democratic Alliance and the ID, which was good, Patricia Dalal merged. 
and a lot of uh, voters are now at our place, at our uh, party, because not all your voters are going to agree with it. They're going to say, you're selling out. And then it was so unbearable for them that uh, Patricia Delel was fired by Helen Zeller after bringing all her supporters over. Ruth Mayer and Bantu Olomisa started together. Uh, 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 Tara Likota and Musiwa Tara Likota and, and, and Bazima Shiloa started together. Those things all ended up in smoke. So if you see me and Herman Masaba hugging now, we might not hug after a few <laughs> a few weeks. So I'm not even going to commit that I'm going to try to do that. It is too short a space of time before the elections. I mean, I sometimes will put this party maybe in disrepute because I say I'm going to switch off the oxygen of of all the foreigners in the hospitals because no South African must die needing oxygen while there's a foreigner enjoying our oxygen while a South African don't get oxygen. Now, I don't think that that will be good sometimes to make such a statement uh, with... Uh, uh, that might even embarrass the people. It doesn't really mean to be having mashaba, but people sometimes get embarrassed if you make such a radical statement. The Human Rights Commission has given me 30 days two weeks ago to apologize or they're going to charge me. And I said, they can go to hell, let them charge me. It will be the biggest case in this country because I'll call every expert of immigration around the world to come and tell them how they're not following their own laws. If they know what's good for them, they must stay far away from this case because we're going to court we're going to bring in the experts to show them that you are not, there must even be a class action against the government for not following their own rules and allowing foreigners to run riot. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Press. Um, our next speaker will be Mona, and then uh, we'll have uh Mario. After Mario, it, Mario will be followed by uh, the guy with the glasses. I'm sorry, there's no name. So, yeah. Thank you. No, wait. Um, Moto would supposed to be after Mario, then the ninja guy, because he came after Moto. Oh, okay, so it's Mona now. Then it will be Mona. Then it will be Moto. Then... Um, is that the order? Sorry, I'm also lost in the order. Co-host. No, it's Mona now. Then after Mona, it's Mario because Mario has been coming in and out. Then after Mario, Kimutu. Then after Mutu, it's the ninja. I call him ninja because he's got the ninja picture there. Okay, thank you. May May I go ahead? Yes, yes, please go ahead. Okay. Yes, you can proceed, um, Mona. Okay, great. Uh, thank you so much to the hosts uh, for this um, awesome space. And thank you, Gayton, for taking the time out um, to engage us all. So my question, I have two questions. And uh, I apologize if somebody already asked these questions. But I want to come back to what Gayton first said when the PA was first launched and how they focused on the colored community. And then they realized that they need to be a party for all South Africans, not just uh, coloreds. And 
PA's relationship or dealings with the Democratic Alliance. So this is my first question. Gayton, when it comes to the colored community in Cape Town and the Western Cape, what's your plan? What's your strategy to engage them for the next national elections? Because the only reason why the DA is still in power in Cape Town and in the Western Cape is because of that colored community. And while I understand some of the resentment, this business, it's almost 30 years later and they're continuing to cut off their nose um, to, you know, to, to spite their face voting DA when DA doesn't give a damn about them. So how do you plan on changing that, that mentality of undermining and self-sabotaging themselves and their children's futures? Thank you very much. Uh, it's a very good question. It has not been asked. Firstly, uh, the, we have to go back a little bit. That with the first democratic election, the people in the Western Cape put all their hope in the African National Congress. Excuse me, they voted for Nelson Mandela. And uh, the ink is not even dried on the vote. Then they removed all the colored people in leadership positions. After this, they put Ellen Busak in jail, which they later realized was a mistake. Now, those were the reasons that made people migrate away from the African National Congress. But as you say, it is 26 years, 24 years after that, and they still voted for the uh, oppressive uh, DA uh, regime in the Western Cape. I can tell you categorically that the PA got, uh, we got all the numbers today from our Secretary General in the conference. And the PA is the biggest in the Western Cape. We've also won, we've got more awards we've won in the Western Cape. There's a stirring happening in the Western Cape. There's a shift which the media is trying to ignore. For the first time in the history of the DA, uh, from Siedeberg, uh, uh, Prince Albert, and Matikama by-elections. All three by-elections, the DA had to go and get help from the Freedom Front Plus. I remember in Siedeberg, they, in, uh, Prince Albert, they beat us with 40 votes, all three parties together. So the DA is no longer the mighty DA. The ANC is going to lose power, that we know, in 2024. And I'll tell you what my estimates are later. But I can tell you for a fact that DA also is going to lose power and the media is not keeping their eyes there. There was a decisive uh, election happening uh, a month ago in Kensington, in the heart of the Western Cape. Mm -hmm. And for the first time in the history of the DA, they uh, conveniently forgot to register a candidate. And the PA has won that award first time in 15 years. So there's a change coming. Uh, we are on the ground with our people. Our people have the dead as a reason. They are awakened politically to get the DA out. Thank you very much. Thank you. And my uh, last qu my last uh, question, quick question, that Z83 form, I think that's what it's called, where you yes. have to identify yourself. Will the PA consider a push to rescind that or to change that form? 
because that's not really helpful because that actually divides the black community by having to identify and say whether you're colored or whether you're black. No, I think, yeah, you are right. You know what is the, I, I call it again, uncomfortable reality we have to face is that a lot of white kids get encouraged when you're done studying. And now it's happening in the Indian community also where people are being told we are done studying, leave the country as soon as possible. That's the parental advice. Now, arrogance will tell you, no, now let them go, let them go, let them go. But you are, you, you know, you look at people that discover things and people that innovate stuff. You, you're chasing that people away. Some of them as the cure to cancer, maybe in their minds. And there's a lot of successful overseas people. So brain drain is not good for any economy or any country. A time has come where we must stop kicking the can down the road. And people don't want to hear this, but they should be hearing it. We need to get away from race. We should still have a redress in place, how to, to make reparations and and how to compensate people for the crime of apartheid. But we need to move away from race. We need to be one nation under God. We need to take those decisions and say, listen, it stops here. You know, the Jewish people still get payment from the Holocaust. Mm-hmm. Now, this is uh, 60 years ago, 80 years ago, and they still get uh, payment. So we are not saying reparations or or redress uh, uh, instruments should be stopped. But what we are saying is that we can't forever play this race card. Sooner or later, we need to become South Africans. And I think 2024 is that time. So the Patriotic Alliance will actively, vigorously move away from you black, you white, you colored. We one nation. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Gaten. Mario, you are next. Then it's Moto. Good evening, Patriots. Am I audible? Very audible, Mario. Yes. Absolute uh, to President McKenzie and to the conference. Uh, Patriots, let me just be brief. The only political party in this country to deal with illegal immigration is the Patriotic Alliance. And I'm not saying this because I'm a member of the Patriotic Alliance, but because I'm a patriot and I joined the PA simply because I was embraced with my stance on illegal immigration. I was never restricted and it remains as such. Now, when it comes to the Patriotic Alliance, I'm just gonna outline a few things. Apart from immigration, we are also looking at economic reform. Economic reform is not taking from the people that have to giving it to the people who don't have. We are looking in strategies of cut edge innovative solutions that are practical that will be a benchmark to solve the unemployment issue in this country. That's all under the Patriotic Alliance. We will also encrypt the South African visa, meaning each and every foreign national coming to this country will be tracked. We will know where they are. So you should know what you get yourself into. So technology will also play a role going forward. This is under the Patriotic Alliance. This is some of our policies that we will actually implement and share with the country as we go forward. However, Immigration remains one of the most fundamental issues in this country because immigration forms part of the foundation of the economy. We have illicit cash flows, hence we are also great listed today because of that same reason. But just to sum it up for you, we'll look forward for 2024. Gaten McKenzie, as the president and is also running for president, we're in full support. So to each and every one of you out there, have no doubt, 
the PA is the way when it comes to this issue, grabbing the bull by the horns and calling a spade a spade. And I thank you. Thank you, Mario. Uh, thank you, Mario, for that. Uh, you brought up something of the, um, oh my gosh, the, um, what do you call it? Technology being a huge part when it comes to immigration. Now, how are you going to do that with the current home affairs? Because we know that home affairs is gag mess. So how are you guys planning on fixing the whole home affairs situation to then uh, bring uh, the advanced technology of being able to track people who enter into the country? Right. Now, let me make you two examples of different countries. I went to Dubai and I got off the jet and I walked towards the passport control and uh, with four of my friends and the gentleman called one of my friends and he says, come to this room. Because what they've done is they've already looked at him in his eyes and and uh, it recently an eye operation and something that they use technology to look at you before you come to the passport uh, control. They already know who you are, scanning you. That equipment exists around the world. I went to Russia, and in Russia, when you land, you go in something like a glass bubble. You stand there, and you turn around, and it's like they, they x-ray you. They look at everything about you. They look at everything, and by the time you get to the passport control, they already know who you are. Here in South Africa, we have none of that. You know you can jump over a plane in South Africa, and don't get searched twice, like in any other country. When you're in Dubai or any other country, you get searched twice, you get asked questions. What you need to do, you need an overall of the whole home affairs. Everybody there needs to go for a refresher's course and needs to be undertaken lie detector test. Under our government, we shall have technology. You can't bribe uh, a, mach a machine. We'll have machines that will make a noise if this person is wanted on a red list. Do you know in South Africa, every international criminal that wants to, uh, that looks at the chances of where they'll find the least uh, police uh, interference in their criminal life, they all come to South Africa. The mafia of Israel emigrated to South Africa to stay in, 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 in Bryanston to come and set up a head office here. You get the Chinese mafia here. You get the Serbian mafia here. You get the Russian mafia here. You get the Nigerian black eggs. The worst thing about that is that the South Nigerians that has been stealing from South Africans has been arrested. Black eggs members has been arrested. And when they were arrested and they wanted to be deported to, the, to America, these Nigerians said, if you guys are going to leave the, have us deported, we're going to say, we're going to mention all of you that we gave money to. Till today, America is struggling to deport these people. These are the biggest cyber criminals that was in Fenton that has been arrested. Now they are sitting on taxpayers' expense. They've not been uh, deported to America because they've made threats and say, we shall expose the South Africans including your politicians, including your police brass that has been getting millions from us. Now you ask yourself, what is so difficult? They've been arrested. Why are we paying for them? The Black Eggs, the biggest cyber criminals in the world, 
Why paying for the expense in jail? And why can't we just send them to the people that arrested them? Now, what I want to say is that we shall use technology. As you've heard Mario said, you're going to get crypto uh, passports. Uh, you're going to get all of that. You know, South Africa, and, and I say it very uh, respectfully, is that some of our politicians have no commercial sense, no zero commercial sense. The world has moved on. We are still doing the same system of stamping passports here, doing the same thing of looking at people like, hi, it doesn't look like him. Is this you? A lady asked me, is this you to me? I said, no, it's not me. And she's like, oh, you love jokes, whatever. But what I'm trying to say is that illegal immigration, there's so many ways to fight it. They're not only one. You look at, for instance, just tell business, tell business to say, we shall take your license if you hire illegal foreigners. Simple like that, they will stop hiring them. Because now you're touching him where it's going to hurt the most, his pocket, his business. There's so many things I can come up with to show people that, you know, in South Africa, the biggest owner of RDP houses outside government is the Nigerian syndicate. I'll make you two examples that I see people don't know. There's a gentleman that it is that Lindua Sisulu, the housing minister, and everybody else is aware of this gentleman. Two of them, Nigerians. They buy up all the RDP houses. These people own 8,000 houses, RDP houses that they, that they buy from. And the government is aware of these two guys. The biggest money laundering scheme in this country is at the market, at all the markets in South Africa. The biggest selling fruit is banana. So what these people are doing is they buy all the bananas and they sell it at the market and the market will then watch that money for them and it will be paid cash into their accounts. So they will buy the bananas and, and not pay tax on it. And even if they buy the bananas for 10, 10 rents and they sell it for 9 rents, they lose 1 rent on a banana, but then the money is clean. 1% uh, or 10% on any amount of money that's dirty and you clean it up. The foreigners are doing all sorts of crimes in this country. All sorts of crimes. There's nothing you're going to do with this constitution of us. Uh, this, uh, not constitution, this thinking of us, not a constitution. We need to, the war needs to be, to be tripled against illegal foreigners. Thank you. Well, thank you, Gaten uh, Moto. You are next. Uh, okay, good evening, host. Uh, oh, I'm president. Hola, hola, Mr. Gaten McKenzie. Hola, hola. Uh, I've got, I've got a, a question for you. You know, you mentioned two things earlier. Um, the, the desire to clamp down on crime, which, uh, and I'm talking from our own perspective of South Africans, because there's also a correlation between crime and inequality, as well as crime and unemployment. And I had a chat a few days earlier that, you know what, sometimes I think this is why we've lost so much uh, faith in ANC. I think ANC's weakness is that they've tried to tell us only the nice things, but they're afraid to tell us what to sacrifice. And I'd said that, look, if we sacrificed all these grants, the 350s, I don't know how many million people are on 350 and the grants for having babies and whatnot. And we say, look, we're going to take that money and we will educate your children if you can raise them to pass metric well. But we're going to educate them in industries that help us to avoid the brain drain that you mentioned. 
that equips our, our youth to basically participate in economy, but also to build some industries for them with those monies instead of giving grants. I felt that most South Africans who are on that grant, they will feel despondent, but it is the necessary sacrifice that we need to make in order to get to the the future that we envision. So you've said a lot of good things, um, and I'm sure everybody can agree here. Um, but from Patriotic Alliance's stance, please tell me what are the things that we will need to sacrifice as South Africans for us to have that South Africa that um, you've got in your vision, um, that has less crime, where the laws are followed, where um, it's not a haven for tax uh, avoidance and all that stuff and cleaning money. So what are the things that, you know, give us the hardcore facts that we're going to have to sacrifice um, in order to support that vision so that at least we know what the worst case scenario is. Unlike the ANC who has promised everybody everything. Thank you. Thank you very much. You know, the the first thing that our people need to know, we need to get rid of, of welfare, not in its entirety, but you know, uh, I am shocked that the ANC is bragging that they've got 18 million people or 16 million people on welfare. That's not a point that you should be bragging about. You should be quiet about that because that's a third of your population in South Africa, your registered population. Now, if you're going to go, you're basically telling people you're well on your way to a welfare state. Uh, I went to China uh, and to buy a toy one day for my son. And I was late and I rushed into the toy shop and and I asked the lady, where's the toy shop? And she said, just listen to the bell. And I was like, oh, there's the bell. So I got there to the toy shop. And there was this man that was disabled. He had spit coming out of his mouth. He, This man was really heavily disabled, if, if that would exist, heavily disabled. But he, his job was to ring that bell the whole time. And he was a worker there. Here, somebody just lost a finger. Now he can't work anymore. Now these are the type of stuff we need to 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 to, to talk about. That is the welfare thing. The second thing is what is this nonsense where they say you know it has been proven that your most successful people you are likely to be more successful after the age of sixty. The most presidents, most CEOs, most captains of industry are over the age of 60. But in South Africa, they have this thing where they say that it's only the youth that must work. You know, they have phased out the people that is 35 to 55. That's your most viral years. It's the years where you've got the experience. Now, our economy has phased out those people. They are sitting at home because our government, the sacrifice we have to make in South Africa, but the biggest sacrifice you have to make in South Africa, according to me, is that you live in a country with the highest unemployment and you have so many unions, we need to face out unions. We will bring them back when uh, our country has got jobs for people. Unions are not known all over the world to be creating jobs. Now, we have got so many unions in this country, so that's one of the sacrifices we'll have to make. Another sacrifice we'll have to make is we have to offend a lot of people by telling them that, listen, you need to take a decision. It takes... One week, if I'm the president of this country, I'll open black banks, municipal banks in the area, and I'll make you a very elementary example. If a tender goes out of any department, they will say to you that the tender is worth two million rands. 
the reason why the majority of citizens don't partake in that is because they don't have the startup capital, the initial capital to start the work because government will pay you after 30 days. I'll put up municipal banks all over the town. So if a man has got a tender for two million, he can go to the local bank, he can get 500,000 and pledge his payment from the municipality to that um, local municipality bank. And and he get his money in transfers, for instance. Now, what then happens, you bring more people in the economy, you bring more people in uh, that gives, uh, so they get money from the municipality for the work done. They borrow here from the municipal bank. It's small interest. But then you, you, you don't execute the majority of your people because at the moment, uh, tenders are only for the one percenters in this country because there's money you have to put down for a tender. And, and and that's just one of the things. And I've got a hundred of those things I can tell you that needs to happen in this country and sacrifices we have to make. But the biggest sacrifice we have to make is that we have to vote out the African National Congress and the Democratic Alliance. Once we've done that, uh, half of our problems will be sorted out. You mustn't underestimate what you see the ANC doing to the country, the Democratic Alliance is doing to the Western Cape. Don't be fooled by the advertising campaign. Don't be fooled by that. If you want to see the Western Cape, go on the other side of the mountain, uh, not where most of us go when we go to Cape Town. When last you say, I'm going to Cape Town, I'm going to El Cisrafir, I'm going to Easter Rafir, I'm going to Mitchell's Plain. No, we always say, oh, I'm going to Cape Town. Yeah, that's not the whole of Cape Town we're going to. So to be honest with you, there's a lot of sacrifices. There's a lot of dumb rules in the country. I've mentioned, for instance, the condom, one of our children getting pregnant. There's so many things in this country that we just need to put our foot down as citizens and say, from now on, it shall be like this. I'll make you an example with with the roofing of the houses. We've built so many RDP houses, something that has been bothering me. We're building so many RDP houses, and you look at the sheets on the roof, and all of that come from China. But we're sitting on the biggest deposit of slate. Slate is one of the world's most durable, the most world's most expensive roofing. But South Africa has got slate in abundance. And you ask yourself, why can't they put slate roofs? It lasts longer than any other roof. But why should we get stuff in China? While there's a slate mine here where they can get the stuff to put on all... Imagine the jobs you can create if you take all the slate mines because they have life of mine of four, five hundred years. And you put all the RDP houses. Now, those are the type of thinking... Everything on the RDP houses, when can we, why can't we manufacture everything here? I will definitely stop this export, uh, importation of clothes and stuff like that. I will stop this fishing trawlers of China coming here and taking all the fish and then giving the locals quotas and say you can only catch so much by that trawler that they are bringing in here. This, this is a dysfunctional country that, that is, that is, that is, what it does to its citizens is a crime against humanity. I can't believe in Switzerland I pay less for data than I pay in in South Africa. Why do they allow the citizens to be raped of this country? You look at data, you look at the price of bread, you look at everything. The captains of industry are the free reign where government can curb some stuff and say, no, no, you're going to fire. There's no protection for the consumer. I mean, like, People are talking about low data. Government is dilly-dallying around the issue of low data. 
you have the issue of things trying to come in here, Amazon. And I'm going to enjoy the fight between Amazon and take a lot. Uh, all the industries, where are the black people? We are spectators of all the big deals that happen in this country. Show me a big deal that involves black people in this country. I'm not talking about uh, renter blacks, real empowerment. You don't have that here. South Africa is those countries where nothing works. The train, the rail system is to hell. The air, look at what they're doing. They allow the people to pay the price of a business class flight for economy class flight. Our government is folding their arms while these, while these people are taking the citizens for a ride. Have you seen the prices of flights? And nobody's talking. They sold, the prices are so high, but they sold SAE for one rent or 20 bucks. Those are the things that we must talk. We need the overall of this country. This, we need this system. This country is, is a mess, man. Thank you. I believe I'm next. Um, afternoon, Gaten. Um, Ninja, Ninja. Evening. Ninja, Ninja, please do follow our rules. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Gaten. And um, thank you for that submission. And uh, um, we we are experiencing a lot of uh, network connections, especially um, the people who are trying to request they either cannot join. They, if we, if we do accept, they get kicked out, and we are aware of that. Uh, it's, um, it's beyond our control. However, we are trying to get this place going. Um, thank you, thank you, Gating. Uh, you can take uh, the mic, um, Ninja. Please keep it to at uh, least two minutes because we do have a lot of speakers that wants to 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 submit. Thank you. Uh, will do. Uh, apologies for that, Mr. Host. Uh, Mr. Gaten, by your own confession, you seemingly had a good working relationship with Mpo and that Helen Zilla was the issue. Since Mpo is running for a federal chair, um, if she wins, would you cons- reconsider working with that first coalition? And if you do like her, as you've said, would it not be in the interest of the PA and the coalition to assist her or provide some certain assistance so that she wins the position of the federal chair? My second question would be, how would you deal with the university historical debts and the rights that are happening in the country? Uh, The third question would be, since you've um, identified the Serbian mafia, the Chinese mafia, and all the mafias of the fairest skin, what are we going to do with the infrastructure, like the malls that they have in place once you have exported them out of uh, the country, deported them out of the country? And then my last question is, I don't know if you've seen the interview by Ashley Souls and Gareth Cliff and Pumi Mashiko on the Cliff Central app. And what are your thoughts on that? Thank you very much. Those are my questions. All right. No, thank you. Let's start with the issue of the, the, the malls. You say the mafia owning malls. Yes. Uh, once we bought them, we must nationalize those malls. There's no... Is this is criminal is proceeds from crime. Uh, so we will nationalize those malls. If it's proven that it is, it is, it is, it is proceeds from crime, then the uh, second question that you're having about Ashley Souls, that interview, it he did very bad on that interview. That was one of his worst interviews. I think he was ill prepared for that interview. He is one great speaker. Cannot uh, 
we cannot, I'm not going even, I watched that interview, I was cringing, I couldn't even finish it. He didn't do well there. Then the, the issue of Mpo, I want, my brother, I want to get any hope that you have that Mpo will win out of your mind. That is not going to happen. I've stopped believing Father Christmas when I was six years old, I think. Uh, oh, but Mpo is not going to win. She's bringing legitimacy to some shamble democracy to the DA by being in this race. And not her fault, but it, it gives some semblance of... You know, black people can't even survive in the DA. Why Why would they... They Why would they even let her win? I mean, uh, I can tell you now, Mpo is either the most hopelessly optimistic person I know, but Mpo still... Zero chance. John Stevenson has not left, not uh, lose, lost one hour sleep because of Mpo. She's not going to win, my brother. I'm not going to entertain a scenario that's not going to happen. She's not going to win. She will, in fact, be humiliated. She will not just lose there. She might even withdraw on the conference floor. Uh, numbers are very stubborn, my leader. If is is is. One thing, white people, when they when they get together, I will do them nothing, and they have no time now for a black DA leader. I hope I've answered all the questions. Um, the last uh, around students. Oh, yeah. you know the, the, the yeah. issue that you're having is that you know the issue of the university and student debt and stuff like that. I think why even as the government given the, I think it's F and B Bank the rights to, firstly, to administer those loans and stuff like that, because where the banks are involved, use profits are involved. And I also think that it is uh, it is an indictment on us, where so many kids want to study, but they can't get into universities. I think for, once again, for a rich country like our country, students should really study for free, but that's not currently possible. I would suggest that they must restructure all the student loans because it's 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 it, it, it keeps people in forever debt. I know guys that has gotten a job, and then in our company, and you look at the loan that these guys have to pay back. He can never get his life off the ground. He can't resign and start a business because he has to pay. It's it's a prison sentence. I think it needs to be restructured. I need think it needs to be looked at by the professionals. I think we need to get a better way to deal with student loans in this country, but ultimately we should endeavor to go to a stage where in such a rich country, where people can study for free, like they're doing in other countries, when that, that we have more, we are more endowed with more minerals than them. So yeah, that's my answer there. Thank, Thank you, Press. Uh, before before calls comes in, I think we just uh, looking to close at least in the next uh, thirty minutes. Uh, I don't know how you're doing for time, the uh, press. We can just uh, try and push at least uh, for the next half an hour, and then we'll, we'll shut it down. Um, are you are you are you comfortable with that? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm sitting in hotel room. I'm cool. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, let me bring in. Uh, there's there's this Jabulo who's been requesting. Uh, I'm a bit uh, reluctant in allowing you just because your account is still failing you. <laughs> and uh, 
but if you promise to behave, I will accept you to to come up as a speaker. If you behave, to, if you promise to behave, otherwise I'll just uh, remove you. Uh, but yeah, I will accept you and give you the benefit of the doubt. Let me give uh, calls, and then we'll move on with the the next batch of speakers. Thank you, host. Uh, let's give Utuli uh, the mic, and uh, it's going to be David after Tuli, in that order. But uh, before you take the mic, Tuli, uh, press, please uh, check your DM. Yes, I will. Uh, now. Yes, yes, please. In the meantime, Tuli, you can take the mic. Okay, thank you so much, and thank you so much to Gordon. Um, for clarifying um, what happened at the Johannesburg, because I think I was one of those people that were like left wondering what now. Um, seeing that my questions uh, were asked by the previous speaker, I'll just go and ask an inquiry. Where are the PA offices in Ekuruleni for joining? Uh, thank you. Thank you very much for that question. What we have done is the PA, we've got a different system. Instead of having offices, we've got a system we spoke about even today that every house is an office. So what I will do is if you send me a, a DM uh, or anybody from the PA that's listening will make contact with you immediately. Uh, every house of a PA member is our office. Uh, we do have our head offices, but in Ekurleni, we, 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 I will have the leadership of Ukraine contact you tomorrow morning and then we take it from there. Thank you very much. Perfect. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, Tuli. Thank you, uh, Press. Uh, let's give uh, let's give it to it's David. Uh, then it's going to be uh, Shlati. Then uh, the last one will be Lissedi. David, take the mic, sir. Uh, good evening, President. Good evening, host. President, just one question or two questions. I, I, I think maybe because I'm late, somebody may have uh, asked the question already. Ports of entries, and I'm not referring to, to the airports. I'm referring to the borders. And also I've heard, uh, I think about two years ago, if not three, Dr. Aaron Mozzoli mentioning that they're going to get scanners at border, at Bait Bridge. Don't you think maybe that's too far to put uh, scanners you still need scanners there, but don't you think we need scanners at uh, uh, the borders around Joburg to see what's leaving so that it can be stopped before it gets too far? Because the, the main problem here is the borders around South Africa, not just the, uh, the airports, because that is another mess on its own. At the airport, I mean, we don't even have the latest technology. We can't even talk about that because you get a ticket when you go in, but you can't pay for the ticket at the airports. That's how messed up it is. So what are, what are your plans uh, to fix the borders, the port of entries, and also the scanners that Dr. Mozzoli told us about three years ago that is going to put at the uh, Bait Bridge border post because I think that is too far. Those scanners are needed around Jobek so that you can control what is leaving and what is coming in before it even gets too far. Thank you. Uh, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Chair. Uh, here's the issue that, you know, it, is it, the problem is we, we, I was wanted to know from them is this handheld scanners or uh, show us how the scanners look because if it is handheld scanners we are wasting our time uh, because the corrupt guy, the corrupt end will handle that scanner that's number one, number two I agree totally with you uh, 
Number three, with I agree with you in as far as uh, Bait Bridge is too far. We are dealing with a crisis here. This is a life and death situation. Number three is people were laughing at Donald Trump, but he came with the most he came with the most uh, practical thing. You can't have a washing line like we have as a border gate. A border gate is a washing line. You need to build the wall. You need to have people know if they scale that wall, there's death waiting on the other side. Not only arrest, but they must know that you are you are. It's, it's a serious crime to come into this country, and a wall is if the Mexicans, the Americans are doing it, the Chinese are doing it. We have to build and secure our country. Then we can have add-ons like scanners. But first, we need to build the wall. Uh, not the wall that they've built there, the public works has built there. Uh, what we are dealing here is a humanitarian crisis. Uh, I think these people are prepared. Uh, some of them are saying they will not leave this country anymore. What does that mean? It means war. It means war. For them to say, we will not leave this country of yours. It means war. So I agree with what you are saying, David, that uh bridge is too far but the matter of the fact of the matter is Aaron Muzzoledi is working with Pan-Africanists he's working with people that believe these people should be here he's working with people that come from exile that says no those people looked after us we must look after them so it's like it's it's like my son saying no in my house he's not the president so whatever my son believes in my house is I let him do one or two things but ultimately I'm the boss so he's not the boss, Aaron Mutsualedi. So he can have all nice ideas, but the cabinet and the Lihutla of the ANC will not allow him to go to a certain extent because they, they see themselves as one Africa proponents. Uh, lastly, there is nothing that's going to remain after 2024. You know, I made an example that we are like David in the Bible left with one stone. David had five stones. We are David with one stone. We have 2024 to remove and to change our lives forever. People are laughing at us. People are laughing at our country. Foreigners are coming here from jail, direct here from jail. They come here. Nigerians' fathers tell the children, go and become a pastor in South Africa. Those guys in South Africa believe in miracles. Go spray them with doom. Go make them drink petrol. We need to we really, 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 really need to. They can call you xenophobic. They can call you all sorts of names. I see that there's an honor. As soon as I hear they call me xenophobic, I know I'm penetrating. I'm penetrating. Thank you. Thank you, Press. Uh, thank you, Press. Uh, Co-host, just before maybe we move, the, I would also like to bring in maybe just for uh, 60 seconds, uh, if, if Mario caught that question around the, the immigration, Maybe just also his, uh, his, maybe if you would like to come in and maybe uh, make a, a contribution just in, in, in answering that question as well. I would like to bring him in to the conversation. Patrick Maria? Uh, yes. Yes, host, I'm, I'm, I'm here. Just to support what President McKenzie is saying is 100% correct. We need to build a wall and also we'll be going high tech where we have invisible laser scanners with high-tech technology, which is very cut-edge. Also drone support for immigration officers. Also removing the SAPS from the borders and have immigration officers and customs for border control. 
currently we have SAPS. That's not their job to be over there. They need to be in our communities. But those are the things actually Patriotic Alliance will be doing going forward. And we're very serious on this planning. And I'm very glad that South Africa has someone like Gaten McKenzie. Personally, I call Gaten McKenzie the Donald Trump of South Africa. We actually need that. That's what we need in the country. But also, just let me just touch quickly, since I have 60 seconds, on one of the other things that the Patriotic Alliance will be doing. President McKenzie did say we're going to be stopping a lot of imports, so we have to prioritize jobs for South Africans. With that being said, we will also have tax reform, which is going to be an element to support what the president has just said. Cutting down our corporate tax rate, cutting down personal income tax, making sure that VAT comes to a single digit, what it means corporates will be more liquid, citizens will have more cash at their disposal. Having more cash means buying power. Buying power translates to consumer confidence. Consumer confidence translates to more production. So these are the things under the PA policy going forward, which will actually explain further in detail in due course. Thank you. Uh, thank you, uh, Mario. I can also tell you that these are the caliber of people that will become Minister of Home Affairs. is unapologetic Mario Kumalo. You see his stance. He's, he's got all his plans already. He's a sue-in for Minister of Home Affairs. Not the person that speaks wishy-washy. Thank you. Thank you, Press. Thank you, Mario. And uh, thank you, Press. Um, Press, there is a, uh, a, 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 miss, um, a question from the DMs. The question is saying that, uh, what is your opinion on the on the national uh, shutdown by EFF? All right. No, I think our government, uh, we don't have leaders. EFF has the right, just like PA and everyone, to arrange a, a strike. This is a protest. Whatever they call it, shutdown. We can call it a protest anything. Now, they have cleverly, very shrewdly called it the shutdown. Now, there's two points I want to make regarding that. EFF has got the right, just like we as patriots have a right to organize uh, a gathering uh, very soon. Now, our government is panicking and, 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 and they're running around to help the skeleton. It's like... Uh, they have already brought, EFF has already brought the country to, still, to stand still by the actions of our government. Just running around and bring the police, bring the army, number one. Number two, there's also something that breaks my heart for the community I'm from. We suffer from severe gang violence. People are dying. Every day, children get shot in. Every second day, children get shot in our area. Gangsters get shot. Uh, innocent bystanders get shot. And we've never seen such a mobilization of the police force. Our communities have been crying out for the police. and We've never seen the soldiers being called out within 48 hours. The police coming out. Now we're looking at this like, oh, so these people, it's possible. They, just, they don't want to help us. They want us to die. And I just think that uh, tomorrow's march, uh, we will not partake in the march or the shutdown as the Patriotic Alliance members. But tomorrow's march, we hope it's peaceful. You must march as much as you like or protest, but don't stop people from going to work. You see, that's where the problem is going to come in. If you don't want to earn 
don't earn. If you want to spend your day protesting, that's your thing. But don't stop people from going to to earn. But I can tell you now, you'll see a lot of Zimbabweans tomorrow, uh, Nigerians protesting and joining the shutdown. So yeah, uh, where we 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 give them, uh, we wish there will but be peace tomorrow. That's what we're wishing for. And they must make them the the point of what they. But they have a right. The DA has got double standards. Uh, nobody complained the other day. They much were even more confrontational than the match of of the economic freedom fighters, because they went to the Tuli House. There was more a propensity that violence can break out. There was more chances of violence breaking out there than what you're going to see tomorrow. Uh, but we must never become a country that calls out the army when people want to protest. Uh, we must never become a country that brings out the whole police force for one protest. Uh, where were these people uh, during the June riots? Where are these people when people are being killed on the streets in Westbury? Where are these people in Arado Park, in Galvandale, in Marion Ridge, in Wentworth, in Reicher Park, when our people are being killed? Now we're seeing police coming out. We don't... Ish. But let's wait and see tomorrow what happens. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Press. Uh, let's give Ushati, uh, then it's going to be Lisedi, then Bob, and yeah, in that order. Uh, good evening, uh, fellow South Africans, and good evening to you, President uh, Mackenzie. Um, I've got two questions quickly. The first one, I feel like when you entered into the coalition with the ANC, even if you had entered into a coalition with the Democratic Alliance, I feel like it took you very long to address us as the people that were rallying behind you. We were left guessing to say, we do want to reject the ANC. We do want to reject the DA. Don't we deserve some kind of an explanation if the very same people that we are rallying behind and we are hoping that he will take us forward, he now enters into a collusion with the people that you've rejected and there's no explanation coming back our way. As we get to know today what unfolded when you were confronted with those two devils. The, the other question that I want to ask you is, what is the position or what is the strategy of the Patriotic Alliance when it comes to South Africans who just want to contribute the best they, they can for their country without necessarily being the numbers pullers? In other words, what I've seen from the African National Congress, it has not been willing to work with the people who are not known in the higher circles of the ANC or who are not the crowd pullers. What is the strategy of the Patriotic Alliance to let the people who do work for their country want to see their country prosper, to create a conducive environment for them to be able to put our country on the map and contribute to our country? Is it a numbers game or is it very much that there is a, a, an enabling environment in the Patriotic Alliance for South Africans to contribute to this country. Thank you. All right, thank you. I don't understand your second question, uh, but let me answer the first one. Uh, 
my brother, I didn't bring myself to this place tonight. I was invited. No one invited me after I have, uh, after we have taken the decision to go with the ANC. I was attacked by members of Putsarivika first, Dula, and insulted instead of being engaged. Anyone that was willing to research and to ask would have found what I said tonight. But then, there's no member of the Patriotic Alliance that was not aware of our decision. There's no member of the Patriotic because if you are a member of the Patriotic Alliance, you have a PAT number. Everybody with a PAT number was informed. In fact, in our birthday party, was it our birthday party, I think, in 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 in, in uh, Ekurleni, weeks after that, two weeks after that, people was in the when I was giving my speech, people were saying, "We support your decision to go with the ANC." Five days after we took the decision, there was a by-election, which we've done very well at. So basically, I'm saying to you that I'm sorry that you've not uh, been aware that we have spoken to the members of the PA. Uh, in as far as our decision was concerned, uh, the host of this space invited me and for us to ventilate this matter, and I'm very grateful for that. But if I was invited a day after that, I would not have said no. I would have said yes, like I said now, and maybe we could have found each other earlier. You know, the PA is a, is a place where we, 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 where people grow. Not everybody can pull numbers. There's people uh, that don't go door to door and pull numbers or big names. We don't really believe in big names. But every person that's a patriot, every person that's a patriot can contribute towards the building, not only of the Patriotic Alliance, but uh, this this course, we are joined Dudula, put South Africa first, PA. We are joined with our the love of our country, seeing our countries disappearing. These people are taking over our country. They are they've infiltrated this country from the highest officers to the lowest officers. They see this as their home and they are not leaving. We need to be ready for any eventuality. But the might of the state is what we is within our reach now in 2024. Thank you very much. Thank you, Press. Thank you. Um, you are saying that you were invited to this space. And yes, uh, we actually uh, tried to, like, to meet you personally, remember, when we met in uh, Reche Park, uh, that was like seven months ago, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Yes. So, um, yeah, it's a pleasure to to have you, uh, to have actually answered the call, because, I mean, we have been receiving a lot of requests as to how can we then uh, get you to attend the space to so that people, you know, the patriots that are on the space today can then, uh, pose questions that they have been meaning to ask you uh, for a very long time now. I am I'm sure that you can also see that uh, there's still a lot of people that uh, would like to ask a lot of questions from you as a, as a leader of uh, Patriotic Alliance. And yes, 
we are hoping to then uh, have you back in, in our patriotic space. As you know, um, I'm hoping that you will also give yourself time to then come back and, uh, you know, um, you know, uh, answer those uh, questions again. Because, yes, there's still a lot of people who did not manage to uh, get on the space and ask those questions due to uh, us being sabotaged because it happens a lot. Uh, we... Uh, <laughs> We, we host patriotic spaces and actually we get to be sabotaged in, in many of our Twitter spaces, but we are pushing this this fight. Um, thank you, uh, Press. We will be closing at, uh, at 23.30. So we'll be giving our last, our last two speakers a chance to give us their submission, that be uh, Lisedi and Bob. Lisedi? Thank you, um, host and co-host. Uh, I I'd like to greet Gaten this evening, and what I wanted to say to you is, um, after I saw your interview on ENCA, um, you you really affirmed a lot of things that I that I the view that I had about you and what you have been doing um, with the team in Karoo. Um, and I didn't know who to vote for. I, 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 I wanted to vote for one specific party. The, the the top three. Then later on, there was Action SA. Now, it had a lot of noise in it, and then there was this party called the PA, which I thought it was just gonna be another party, you know, that comes and goes. But I could see that it looks like the PA was owned by the ground. It was owned by the people. And it had it had unknown faces. And they were growing. And I can see that the things that the PA is promising, they are happening. And mine is not a question, but rather is a comment this evening to say to you, on this space, there's a lot of things you have mentioned. We've spoken about organized crime syndicates. We've spoken about um, big grand things that are related to business, reviving industries, localization, we can name them. If there is any if 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 ever those plans don't happen, which I know they will happen, my ask is that please continue fixing the swimming pools for the community. Please continue organizing the community to bake bread for themselves and sell it amongst themselves. Please continue um, taking an, an abundant building that was used for wrong things and make it useful to the community. Please ask the, the pastor by the roadside who has a nice building and only uses it for Sunday that you'd like to have the kids come and have tutors who will teach them mathematics, accounting, and physical sciences and reinforce that to them. Continue building the communities. Give it to the mamas, the gogos. Lots of us are on the ground. We have the energy, we have the talent, we have the potential, but we don't have a channel that will make us work together. And if we're, if we're saying we're patriots, I think the love for country 
also starts with including the forgotten in the community and using their manpower to come and paint that community hall and let's do something out of it. If all the grand plans that we have here, talking about the technologies of the home affairs using biometric systems and all of those sophisticated projects, if we don't get there, and if maybe you don't get there, I ask that please be remembered as somebody who once said, I'm going to come here and I'll find a place that used to produce toilet papers. We will paint it. We will use money from the community. We'll revive it and we'll produce toilet papers. Please do that. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. That was so good to hear. Thank you very much for the encouraging words. Thank you, Lisa. And uh, our last speaker for tonight's space will be Bob. Bob, take Yeah, thank you. I just, uh, first of all, I just want to thank the host for uh, letting me speak in this space. Uh, much appreciated. Uh, and I wanted to touch on the things that Gaiton and Mario mentioned before about um, migration and, and so on. And maybe... Wait, wait just a yeah. second, Bob. Just a second, Bob. Where are you I'm from? South Bob? Africa. From South yeah. Africa. All right. So, so I just want to wanted to touch on the, those things because maybe Gaetan can answer this. Um, um, because I've been reading so many news lately about the ESCOM crisis and uh, the migrant crisis um, revolving migrants from anywhere from Somalia as to. Um, neighboring countries such as Zimbabwe or Nigeria. And I was just wondering, why do you guys think it is that nothing is really being done about these issues? Um, because as I can tell by, by this space, I mean, a lot of people here seem to be patriotic and, and caring for South Africa. But I was just wondering, why do you guys think that is that very little is being done about those issues that... Um, South of right now is suffering from. Thank you, thank you, my brother. Uh, we don't think that little has been done. We see that little has been done. If you live in the townships, you you stay in darkness. If you live in the township, you don't have jobs. Uh, you don't feel. You don't think you don't have a job. You know you don't have a job. If you sit there, you don't think there's load shedding. You know there's load shedding. So, my brother. Nothing is being done that better the lives of the poor in this country. And that's my parting shot. Thank you very much. Thank you for uh, answering my question. Thank you, sir. Uh, Co-host, I just have uh, one question, or maybe some a, a point that um, a press said he will come back to, uh, with regards to the project projection of uh, 2024 elections and DA losing power. Uh, I, I would like him. I think he said he's got numbers and he's focused around that. Oh no, thank you. Uh, no, my uh, uh, we can all just guess. This is not fact. Uh, people always ask, do you think the ANC will get 50%? I can tell you categorically, no, they will not get 50%. Uh, our estimate from the looking at crunching numbers and looking at the, what the ANC is doing, we think uh, there's two scenarios. The one scenario where the ANC gets 
44%, and I'll tell you what that scenario is based on, and there's a 42% scenario. The 35% scenario is if Ace Makasule and Jacob Zuma, the President Jacob Zuma, which is one of the most popular people in this country, if they decide to leave the ANC, the ANC will look at 34%. If, if, if they leave the ANC, which they've not pronounced on, uh, we're looking at them on the 34%. If uh, the 42% scenario is what will happen if, if they stay in the African National Congress, uh, the ANC will not reach 45 they will have 42%. Uh, if then this is now if they've done well. So the DA definitely will also fall by 36% if they've done well. If they've not done well, they can fall by 29, 32% in the Western Cape. Now, you know, just to give you the people say, no, that's not possible. Let me tell you, the DA used to run 28 municipalities outright in the Western Cape in 2016. 28 municipalities outright in 2016. I think the DA is sitting now at 15, if I'm not mistaken. 15, I thought it was 8, but somebody told me now it's 15. They're running 15 municipalities outright from 28 municipalities. So that's a fall. And a bigger fall is coming in 2024. So those are my numbers. I think we def- I know we'll definitely be in a coalition. What we are trying to achieve as a PA, we want to be that 10%, not only for the ANC, but for the DA also, so that we say whoever wants our votes must know you have to agree with our immigration policy. So basically, that for us, excuse me, uh, it's 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 why we endeavor to get a minimum of ten percent in the next in the coming election. That will make us kingmaker in South Africa. And for us, we're unapologetic about the fact that you know power is something strange. When people want power, they agree to things they would not normally agree to in the normal course of the day. But when power is on the table, we can get them to say all illegal foreigners should go. We can get them to say, you see, this is not, this is going to be strategic voting. We must do as people. We need to see whether it's action essay or PA or put something first is going to become a political party or whatever. But we need to say strategically, we need to vote for a certain party, for the numbers and not fragment the numbers. And those numbers will make sure, because whoever gets 10%, will cause nobody to get 50% in this country. And that 10% will be the most powerful 10% to have these people go home. Uh, then, if you allow me, I want to answer something that is that I see a lot of uh, patriots are struggling to answer when they are faced with this question of, you seem to only uh, concentrate on, on, on Zimbabweans and on uh, Nigerians and Mozambicans and Malawians, instead of concentrating on the on the Chinese. Now, it's the difference between the two. The one is a fly. The one is a mosquito. Now, let me explain how I answer that question. I tell them illegal foreigners from from France and China and wherever they are like flies. We don't want them here. But they're not like mosquitoes. The ones here from Zimbabwe, they're like mosquitoes. I'll tell you why I'm saying that. You know, when I go to the hospital and, and I don't have medical aid, 
I am must compete with illegal foreigners, which are not Chinese, which are not from Russia. It is the ones that are here, the Zimbabweans. They compete with everything we compete with, which we want both gone and don't misquote me. Both must go, but in our everyday lives, in the hospitals, we want oxygen. These ones are there. Uh, we want uh, RDP houses. They are there in the line. We want SASA payouts. They are also there in the line. While these other foreigners, although they will also go, but they are not impacting our lives. And people are scared to say it, but I'm going to say it. These ones are moving into the township. They are working, taking jobs here, and they are not unionized. They don't pay UIF. They agree to any amount. And when they get a job, the job is to take certificates out one to three, you'll see. I went to Nando's in Sandton City the other day. And I was sitting in Nando's. And they were speaking Shona is the language they speak at Nando's. Shona. They speak Shona at Nando's in Sandton City. I couldn't believe it. They were just talking. It wasn't busy. The kitchen staff was speaking. I'm like, yo, yo, we have a problem in this country. Now, a place like that, Nando's, you close that thing. If if it can't hire South Africans, you close that thing. You can order food today in every car, that every uh, motorbike, they will bring your food. You got a 99% chance it will be a foreigner. You go to the Western Cape, every house got a Malawian cleaning there in the suburbs. We got a problem, people, and I want to salute you for fighting and not being scared. We got to speak up. We have a serious problem. We can't afford to lose the war. Otherwise, our children are going to become slaves of these people. Our children will be paid slave wages by these people. We need these people out of South Africa, including the ones from France, including the Russian ones. I was just saying that they say we seem to be concentrated on this ones only, which is a lie. But I'm saying that these ones are in our faces like a mosquito. We don't want flies in our house. We don't mosquitoes in our house. But the mosquito is right here amongst us. We, we They don't give us breathing space. They are here. They are there in the tax or business. You want a job, they tell the white men they'll work for half the money or the black man that's in charge of the business. So I just needed to make that point very clear. Poetrys mustn't be scared to say, listen, we have two problems here. Problems are not the same size. This one, they are a bigger problem, to be honest with you, because we can't get, they are everywhere where we're supposed to create money to feed our children. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, that is the voice of uh, President of the Patriotic Alliance, uh, Gaten McKenzie. And yeah, I think we are just about to wrap up. I will give U Petrot Mario uh, 60 seconds final uh, uh, remarks, and then we will hand over to Press also just for his final remarks, and then we will uh, then close the space. Uh, Petrot Mario, I, I'm giving you yeah, 60 seconds, and then Press, I will, <laughs> you can shoot from all angles. I will not time you. But uh, your final remarks after immediately after Mario. Thank you, host. 2024 mass deportation. Gaten McKenzie, 2024, running for president. That's our stance on immigration, and we're not compromising. We're not changing that. We mean it, and we mean business. And another thing which is very important, you look at South Africa as part of BRICS. 
Russia has been to space, China has been to space, India has been to space. It's a race between South Africa and Brazil. Maybe Brazil might beat us to it. What you need to appreciate about the PA is that it's very innovative. President Gates McKenzie appreciates vision and innovation. And we are going to go to space. The space economy is one thing the PA is going to be looking into. We have to be highly competitive as a country and to be a first world. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much, Mario. And I agree with everything you say. I just want to tell the patriots that we must keep on fighting. And I want to thank you for inviting me. I'm always available. I this I prioritize, I'll prioritize uh, this space where I'm amongst uh, patriots much more than any other media outlet invite. Uh, when there's some charity seeking, please call me in. I must come and account. Uh, thank you for listening and, and joining the space. But I can tell you that I will not change my rhetoric. I will not change the actions we're going to take. I am a member of Puta Africa First. I'm a member of Dudula. I'm a member of PA. We cannot lose this fight, patriots. Uh, let us go forward. Let us make sure we get our country back. Bankile country aruna batuba. Tontari khutise country aruna. They've taken our country. We have to bring it back. Let us land gefat. Om nos land terugbring. This is a war to bring our country back. Salute. Mani paizani. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, Press, and uh, please, uh, I am I'm pleading with you uh, to also just uh, maybe unblock the Patriots uh, so that we can engage with you. I know we'll clear to the air. All of and... them. <laughs> All of them. You might just tell me who they are. I will unblock them. All of the Patriots have unblocked. Because they, they were coming for me. I will unblock all of them. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's what's under the bridge now. Uh, thank, thank you so much. Thank you so much, uh, Press. Yeah, I was hoping you'll end with a with a Pfizer, a Pfizer yellow, and uh, we were going to, we were going to support you and say on me. But we really appreciate you for your time and and taking this time to join us on the patriotic space. Yeah, it's been a long time coming. It was supposed to happen last year and uh, things didn't happen and go according to plan. But I, I think this was the right time to have this conversation with you and to bring you into the space. And uh, definitely uh, when the Patriots want us to bring you back, we will, we will, we will holler and we'll bring you back to the space. And we really appreciate that you took your time and just to unpack yeah, I think there's quite a lot still more that we would have loved to dive into and just uh, to have your you also unpack. Uh, but yeah, we always pressed for time, but we will definitely be having a follow-up space and uh, I think also just unpacking around the the, the, the issue and the fantastic work that is being done there by the JRA. And we also like to go into in, in, in touch those, 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 those discussions as well. But yeah, I think from me, uh, I don't know if co-host, my two co-hosts would like to um, have the last say to you and then we'll definitely be closing the space. We'll release you and close the space just after the two co-hosts have uh, directed uh, or made their also contributions and uh, the directed uh, at, at yourself. Uh, co-hosts? Thank you, host. Uh, thank you. I mean, yeah, it's... It's been a long time coming, and uh, we do appreciate, um, you know, the time you gave uh, us, you know, Gule Space. And, uh, you know, we have always been waiting for this time to 
to come actually and uh, yeah uh, uh, uh when uh, uh, uh dating um press uh we do have a proposal uh, would like to uh, to discuss more about it uh, on the, on the you know privately so uh, that's why uh, you you if you can uh, you know reply to my to the dm you have Pardon? I saw the DM. I will reply now. All right. All right. And uh, thank you. I'm hoping that we will be having you again on our, on our patriotic space because, yes, a lot of patriots, like a lot, they are, you know, they, they, they really are complaining that uh, they have been sabotaged. Uh, they were not allowed to, to to join the space. It's not our fault. We understand that. I'm sure they do understand that it's not our fault. We have been trying by all means. The space crashed and we tried again. And yes, they have been trying to, to, to join and ask you uh, questions. But I believe on the next space that we'll be hosting you, uh, they'll be able to them. So please give yourself time to then come again and uh, and, and and you know uh, engage with the pictures. Feel at home. It's not what uh, uh, it's what we say actually uh, as PSA fly that all the patriots are welcome, uh, you know, to actually work with us. Thank you, Commander Money. Thank you very much. Hey. Uh, Gia, do you have uh, last words and then we can release press and then we close the space? Yeah. Yeah, you can try again. We're getting a lot of feedback from you there. Yeah, you can try again. Yeah, sorry about that. I think that was my radio or something or TV. I don't know. Well, uh, thank you, Gaten, for coming on the space and for, like, literally letting us into your family because now we also feel like part of the PA because you shared <laughs> your valuable information with us. So thank you for that. And uh, don't worry about the Human Rights Commission. If they come for you and they press charges, please just let us know the court date and the time and we'll be there because we also don't like them. So it's okay. <laughs> They're not our favorite people. We've got your back when it comes to them. So, and good luck with everything in the Central Karoo. And good luck with your mayorship and your political party. And uh, you did good for uh, XCON. Barole Panditi, you know? Barole couldn't believe Panditi <laughs> like yo, uh, June, July. I know the only thing they can come at you with is your past. You know, when they cannot crush your future and your present, they come at you with your past. And if they failed, ole panditi marwa bereka. Whenever you know, avana me tricky, but we know there. Anyway, thank you for being here, Press, and hope to have a follow up space. And thank you, Patriots. And for those that couldn't get on the space, ask easy guys. We really tried, but yeah, we've got agents working against us. Thank you and good night. Thank you very much. Thanks, Kia. Thanks for inviting me. Good night. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. Have a good evening, and we'll catch you on the next Patriotic Space. Remember, the space is available on Spotify. 
and we are available also on um, Apple. Uh, so we will just drop the links so that you can be able to listen to the space. And we thank you, everyone. Uh, RIP to Costa Teach. And we're still asking for, yeah, justice for AKA, our fallen patriots. Anyways, have a good evening, everyone. We'll catch you on the next space. Uh, Commander's morning.